0: Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. That await you there. Well, all those features are free, so enjoy. Over at freetalklive.com here with you tonight, it's Ian, A demo and Mark. All right, so eight five five four fifty free Plenty of stuff to talk about tonight, including illegal cheering. A demo. Uh, I don't know if you've got that story pulled up, but if you do, I think it sounded pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, this one comes out of uh, South Carolina. It's on the therawstory.com. Mm. And uh, it seems a mother, you know, it's that time of year again where folks are graduating the uh, child's prisons. And, uh, the day prison. Yeah, the day prison, also known as uh, public education. And so in South Carolina, the police, uh, and I actually went to one of these graduations recently, and I was kind of a a surprise on how much cheering was going on, Mm. but that's at the point where I ever thought about calling the cops or hauling everybody off. But (laughs) not in uh, South Carolina, it seems a woman was arrested for cheering too loudly, even though she says in the video, others had cheered before her daughter, Aisha, had received her diploma, and yet she was the only one targeted. And so she spent about 45 minutes in a paddy wagon-type vehicle outside Mm to where her daughter and other you know, people came and tried to... Make a to, spectacle of it. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, it was a big ordeal, and it ruined the day. Family was in from out of town. And then right. Spent, then she spent about uh, two and a half hours um, at the police station to, until she gave up 247 bucks oh, to be bailed out, and then the local news picked it up. Just silly. I mean, absolutely uh, insane that the, the police would come to a graduation prior to it starting, say, Now, folks... Nobody is going to cheer, you know, and this woman has even said in the interview that I was really excited. I like her daughter must have had like any expecting teen troubles through school. And so she said it was a lot of effort for us both. And I was, you know excited happy proud sure i wanted to say hey that's my daughter blah 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 yeah that's a
0: big day for a parent you know and uh, some kids i guess are into it i i know i wasn't when i (laughs) i skipped high school graduation yeah i
1: mean i had to go because the family wanted the pictures and stuff but yeah i could have cared less if i I ended
0: up going to college for that reason because my mom was you know she wanted me to go to some kind of graduation so i went to college graduation but i could have i just did not care <laughs> you know, I, how many people? How many high, how many uh, people graduating actually are like, yeah, really into it? How many people are really excited to walk across the stage and like get that piece of paper and shake the principal's hand?
1: If they are really excited, it's probably not about the actual ceremony; it's about the afterwards ceremony, the post oh, party graduations. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs>
2: I, you know, I mean, I can I suppose if you're talking about a solemn event where no one else is cheering and I guess we have to take this lady's word for it that everybody else was cheering, too. I I would imagine that she probably wasn't the only one. But who knows? I I suppose I can see asking her to leave the building if she can't settle down after being shushed. But, uh, you know, to take her to, to arrest her and, you know, that whole thing. I don't really that doesn't make much sense to me.
0: You're yeah. certainly welcome to comment here at eight five five four fifty free.
1: No, I was just saying it is just silly that uh like again, this whole family and the police, like, why were there four cops here? Why did they feel the need to have this uh speech beforehand? I it didn't say anything in the, in this story that there had been a, a previous incidents where like, Hey, cheering has led to like fighting and violence and you know, now we we, we just can't have it. But they don't even have the one apple spoiled the bunch story in yeah. this, you know.
0: There's still so many just ludicrous examples of these government rules and just arbitrary controls placed on people. I mean, it almost reminds me of the time that uh, me and some other activists were told to not be courteous when we were standing out in front of the local courthouse doing fully informed jury outreach. And what we were doing was opening the door. I was opening the front door hey, for everybody be that was walking up there. And the sheriffs literally came out, and there's video of this. If you go and look at freekeen.com, search for don't be courteous. Uh, it will come up, and they literally told us to not be courteous. I mean, after having this discussion about how they didn't want us uh, opening, you know, the door. The door. For you people. said something
2: like, "Well, isn't it courteous to open the door?" And they said, "Don't be courteous."
0: Yeah, something, something like that. It was absolutely absurd. Yeah, well, that's the, you <laughs> and know, they were serious.
1: Yeah, they first they go with absurdity, then they act irrationally in order yeah. to provide an example to the rest of the group, and you know that seems to be the two examples here. You know, with you. Uh, they're just being absurd and ridiculous, and yeah. then they go to these, uh, you know, arbitrary enforcements that are just meant to, you know, uh, you know, squash anybody else from trying to do such thing. You know, I, so, I
0: guess I'm lucky I didn't get arrested because uh, after they told me to stop being courteous, I went and open the door for them when they walked back in. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, according to this, it says other people uh, did cheer afterwards, and nobody was huh. affected. So I don't know. Maybe she yelled louder than everybody else, but. You know, $225 bond, it's probably, you know, my and speculation... And the charge
0: was disorderly, disorderly conduct,
1: conduct. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep, Cooper was charged with disorderly conduct. She was booked at the detention center, was released for... from Or, excuse me, she was released several hours later, uh, posting the $225 bond. So this will most... My guess is that this will most likely get dropped since there's like the local news station,
0: WPDET. Probably. If there's enough uh, attention, then the government does tend to back down from some of its threats.
1: Right. But this is where they're headed. Like, you know, the cops had nothing better to do this day. Yeah. How um,
0: many times has this happened in in history? I mean, this seems pretty. What's really kind of disappointing,
1: though, is how many, you know, I'm I'm assuming at least 50 to 100 people at the smallest guess would be in this gymnasium or or, uh, graduation. No one says anything like. Don't arrest her. That's okay. Go home, you know. I mean, that would be
0: a- People don't, uh, you know, I was commenting on this aspect of uh being in an institutional environment the other day we were at jail uh, visiting Derek J who's in there for another 3 weeks basically and you can go to, by the way, victimlesscrimespree.com and see the trailer for his new movie that'll be coming out. I uh, showed him his own trailer uh, in jail, and he loved it. Oh, uh, nice. He was just laughing the whole time hysterically. He showed him?
2: Uh, like, through, uh, through the camera video? Yeah, through
0: okay. the little video conference I thing. See. But as I was sitting out in the waiting room, you know, everything's really quiet. Even though there's, uh, there's a bunch of people there that are there to see their friends and family, and there's probably seven of us there to see Derek, so there was a fair amount of people in that room, and everything
1: is so yeah, I've always wondered that. Like I've been in the line at like Walmart or at like the coffee shop and you'll strike up a conversation with the person in front or behind you. But yet when you're in the jails or you're at the DMV, everyone's just like sitting there, mm-hmm. they're mad that they're there, like <laughs> They're, they don't want to say anything or do anything wrong.
2: Well, yeah, nobody—it's it, it, it's the solemn sort of event to be there, and I—you know, I'm—
0: True. I, it is a jail, and I get that, you know, people have their own issues going on in their lives, and it's not the—like, probably not the happiest of occasions. But it, but it is interesting how people uh, tend to—I mean, it's the same way in a courtroom, too, uh, that, you know, everybody's always very quiet— even though you don't have to be, before that judge comes into that courtroom, you can usually just chat it up with people and it's, it's no well, problem. A
2: courtroom, you're, you're more – I mean you can be thrown in jail for talking in a courtroom when the judge is in there. So I can see why people tend to be quiet in that uh, in, in that place. Plus there's people doing business and that kind of thing. Mm. Whereas when you're talking business. about the waiting area of a jail, well, you know, what, what's don't the point? Don't call
0: it business. Yeah. It's funny business. Lawyers <laughs>
2: are talking to their clients in hopes of setting them free. I would call that business.
0: What, ah, that's not normally what uh, what I consider going on in court lobbies, though. What is even it's more awkward
1: lobby. in those settings is where you start to have, like, sometimes you take that time to talk loudly about my experience. You know, if I was at the DMV, like, what? You want this notarized? That's just silly. Mm-hmm. You know, you just say it in a little louder voice. but uh, True,
0: because everyone will hear you. Yeah, and
1: then say in the court lobby. But what I found, too, and this is just astonishing to me, is that, you know, this happened at one time we were in or Mark's trial for the speeding ticket up in Newport, uh had my hat on and they're like, We're gonna stop the courtroom if you don't take your hat off and I was like, I don't know why you're gonna ask me to remove his clothing and then like the, the bailiffs all go in the back room and have a conference and the woman next to me is like, Oh, I have things to do today. Could you just take ah. off your hat? You know, oh and I'm like, God. I have things to do too, and could you just ask them to stop assaulting me? And if you would have said something, you know, like group strength and numbers, if everyone would have said something, instead they're all thinking about telling me to
0: slave comply. on slave violence. Exactly. That's how this system uh, continues to be perpetuated so effectively. I I guess
2: the expectation is, is that somebody who doesn't work for the government should be reasonable. (laughs) <laughs> right. I mean, I, 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 I this the same sort of thing happened to me one time when I got a ticket for parking in the parking lot of the library and I was at the library and I asked the librarian to verify that I was there. And the lady's like, I want nothing to do with it. She wouldn't give me her name or anything. The person behind me is like, I've got to check out this book. And I'm like, lady, I'm trying to find out what the name of this librarian is here. I got a 30 something dollar ticket. Right and just this, pay it, buddy. Right, you
1: know. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, exactly. They don't. They don't care. Government efficiency. I mean, I'm going through my ordeal with a letter. You know, the government sends me the wrong letter, and now because of that, some clerk makes an error. It's well, understandable. They sent the right
0: letter to the wrong address. Right.
1: They sent the wrong They sent the right letter to the wrong address. Correct.
0: An address that you'd never given them. It
1: doesn't even exist. On Google Maps.
0: Yeah, and they're just basically trying to railroad you now. Yep, uh,
1: because of this, I will go to jail most likely for let's two months.
0: talk about that here in a moment since you brought it up. And then I've got another school-related story and actually an update on a piece we talked about previously. More coming up. Free Talk Live.
3: Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique Silver Dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com.
0: Talk Live, toll-free number. Here is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. 855-453 allows you to take control here, bring up anything. That's the point of this program. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio tonight It's Ian, Ademo, and Mark. Now, Ademo, uh, you are uh, one of the bloggers over at CopBlock.org, and usually when it comes to cop blocking, you don't cop block for very long without having, uh, let's say, close encounters with with the police, and uh, them generally taking an interest in who you are and trying to dissuade you from future cop blocking endeavors. Uh you have and this faced- is just
1: an accountability project. Yes. Yeah. Well basically the the whole idea behind cop block is my personal endeavors or activities there might it's, you know this chalking incident is going on a year, so is it uh the accountability is there too, but it's also like a personal matter now about time, what's right, you know, allocations. You know, I've gone through well, the year anniversary was yesterday, I believe. So
0: for the chalking eight arrest. for the chalking eight.
1: So it's been a, a, exactly a year. So now to get this far and have some clerical error be the result of why I go to jail, it's almost personal to that effect, you know. And like, I don't know about conspiracy that like it was done intentionally to jail me to stop me from doing cop blocking anymore. Mm. Um, that, that if that is the case, it's just pretty pathetic. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and assign it to uh, clerical error. That there is the uh, lack of efficiency within the government. So and accountability and, well, apparently. and accountability absolutely, but you know at this level I think what, yeah, when when I make a
2: mistake in my business, uh, say with, when it comes to a customer with uh, you know playing their ad or something like that, we have what we call a make good in radio, where we not only do what we said we were going to we play an ad, but we give them something extra, usually an additional yeah, ad. We screw up. up. Now, what does the government do when
1: you get when they screw up? Put you in jail. Exactly, and that's what I said about this. The biggest thing that bothers me about this isn't that the letter was mailed to the wrong address or anything like that. It's that once the error was realized, the system functioned the way it does every other day of the week. Meaning, I realize the error; they don't. So, first of all, they don't even recognize their own faults. I bet you, if you guys. misrepresented or stated something on the air for a client, you probably would have realized it maybe for them. If not, it yeah. doesn't happen. If we make a mistake, we try to catch it too. Exactly. So when I do point it out, I then follow the proper channels and file a motion. What bothers me now is instead of the state receiving my motion saying, oh, yeah, let me go look at the case file. Yep, wrong. The the envelope is addressed to the wrong address, but mm-hmm. the letter inside of that envelope had the correct address which is really weird. Bizarre. Right. So, like, they didn't look, they didn't double-check, they didn't whatever. But instead of the state seeing my motion for a, for a reschedule of my trial and just saying, yeah, I agree, this is obviously right. a, a clerical error that this person could not have made.
0: As anyone and, could have seen. And, it's yes, clear. and
1: we shouldn't hold against them. Instead, they do what they always do, file a motion to object. And what are their reasons? Nothing of substantial effort. If anyone goes to org and looks at the uh, featured slider post there on the top, uh, a, a, an update on a Deimos Chalking trial, they'll see in the video that I made where I highlighted... Point by point. point. by point. She had five or six points that had nothing to do with anything. They were past court dates from January, February, and March. And then she said, but on April 18th, her whole argument was that in the past they had told me an uh, 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 unofficial schedule of my hearings. You know, you'll have a hearing now for motions, a hearing for a final tr- conference, then you'll have your thing. But what she then says... And point eight is that on April 18th, when he was here, we we couldn't tell him a date. We were backed up. So her previous, like one through five, are just BS. It's just like regular clockwork for her. Like if she copied and pasted from previous motions and didn't. And then the judge, you'd think it would stop. And the judge would then look and say, Hey, I see in the case file, I got a side. With with a demo on this, and she give him a trial. No, I don't even think the judge read her report either, because he said paragraphs two, three, five, eight, nine, and eleven are the reasons, and half of them are pointless. You know, so it's just again the system working against you, and it's they are used to doing the same things over and over, and it was just like business as usual. Paper comes, I stamp it denied. You know, motion comes, I file objection. Like that's just what I do. You know, I don't think the state's ever filed an like. I agree to this motion. Yeah, Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's good with me. No, they just, it's natural for them to object. I must object. I always object. That's what my job is to do. It's an adversarial system.
2: As if a system that's adversarial, and that's what they'll call it, an adversarial system. As if a system that's adversarial, that is staffed by lawyers, uh, you know, judged by lawyers, and in fact, uh, all the rules are written by lawyers, and then somebody who's a non-lawyer can come in as if they're going to have a chance to win.
0: So this is a case where you'd actually already been found guilty in district court at a bench trial. Yes. You then decided to appeal so you could have a jury trial on this. And that's essentially what has been in, in the works here is that you were supposed to have this jury trial, but there was a date that you missed because they never sent you the paperwork because they sent it to that wrong address, which you right. never gave them. And But they're saying that you somehow gave them this address even though they, yeah, there's no they, evidence of you giving them this they address. They say I
1: gave them the address. They have no proof of it. And what's really like the, the nail in the coffin for me is that, there's this February 28th packet I didn't get, but I called because they had previously told me of my next court date, so mm-hmm. I knew I had to keep my ear out for, for stuff. But other than that, every other piece of mail has come except for the jury selection notice, but the one that said I missed it Came to the right address, no problems whatsoever. <laughs> also,
2: um, the the notice itself had the right uh, address on it. It was the envelope in which the notice was in.
1: Exactly. Right. So, so
2: was it was it mailed to you? I mean, was the was your name on it? My name was on it. It bore so they, my name. Right. They and didn't the st- stuff the wrong envelope.
0: And the street doesn't exist in Keene, New Hampshire. Yep, I did a Google search for this. The street, the address.
1: Uh, I wonder if it's a Manchester
0: Street, and they they just got something screwed up with somebody. They were also sending something to in Manchester, but you know, or they did it on purpose to try to uh, you know, dissuade you right. from coming to trial. And another
1: point that I brought up in the video that folks can see at coplock.org is that I have another case in there where I'm face- in the same courtroom. I'm facing three counts of felony wiretapping, mm-hmm. and they have no problem sending me mail whatsoever. So why didn't anyone think that if my mail was continually being returned to go check why this prosecutor has no problem so getting a hold of me.
2: Can you file for a hearing on this particular motion that got denied by the judge? For- well, I've
1: talked to fellow Freekeen blogger Brad Jardis, and there is a way I could file an appeal on a motion. But I thought that I was going to get to have a hearing in district court. But I just found out today that that judge has ruled, too, which is another funny thing. So I call them and say, I've been w- waiting for this hearing. Can you tell me when it's going to be? And they're like, oh, he ruled on it on Monday. And I said, well, what did he say? We can't read you that over the phone. I'm like, it's public record, and any stranger with two legs or that can get into the building can read my file. Well, that's just that they don't want to do the work. We don't want to read it over the. Yeah. We don't read it over the phone. Wow. We don't know who you are. Who you are? But I said, well, can you tell me what address they send it to? And they said 75 or whatever. And I was like, okay, that is the right address. And you just gave me my, the address information. Like you won't tell me what the ruling says, but you'll hand out someone's personal someone's address. address information. Yeah. You know. It's Hilarious. So
0: hilarious. <laughs> So, basically, a decision has been made in this case that it was remanded from Superior Court back to District Court. Usually, when that happens, the District Court then imposes the sentence that was originally... Uh, yeah, for all I know, posed. the
1: judge says, hey, is either his ruling is, come on in and we'll talk about it, report to jail, or send it back to Superior Court. I guess I just wait and
0: find out. And presumably, they're going to put that in the mail and send it to you. <laughs> <And I'll, clears throat> excuse me, and I'll get it. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind... And take control of these airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, 855 450 free
3: are you excited
0: about
2: Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hop and dance music in a giant tent full of Liberty Lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Oh, uh, sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Fiolencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for Gayest Costume, Best Drag Queen, and Best Drag King. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash danceparty.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. demo. And Mark. Oh, and speaking of those features, there are, uh, of course, listening options. We have the broadband version, the midband, and narrow-band versions of our live streams, which give you the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. You can tune in whenever you darn well please. Plus, over 100 great radio stations airing the show at various times throughout the week. And... XM Satellite Radio, where we are now on again for all 21 hours per week. So welcome back to our America's Talk listeners during the week who are now receiving all three hours per night instead of just two. So that's always nice. Uh, and there's our webcam and the listen lines and more. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. We go to Tom listening in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Yeah, it's about the Louisiana Republican State Convention.
0: Is this the uh, the, the the one where people were actually arrested for supporting ron paul
4: uh well they voted out the cha- convention chairman and voted in uh this other guy but the party chairman would not recognize that vote and went on to do the uh to talk to the ousted rules committee people instead of the newly elected rules committee people so the majority convention simply turned the chairs around and started holding their convention and uh seat- this raises the question because they had their convention and the, the chairman of the Ron Paul convention got arrested, and they had some other guy that got arrested and, uh, people got beat up by the cops and stuff like that wow. down in Shreveport, Louisiana. And, that is, that but, is so amazing. The convention, see, so you had two different conventions electing two different sets of delegates yeah. to the Republican National Convention. This has happened in. The war between the states at the government level, where Vir- the Virginia legislature, right. there was a motion that passed to secede from the Union, and then the reorganized government of Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah, uh, you know, they uh, had set up their legislature, and they consented to the uh, admission of the state of West Virginia to the Union, which requires the consent of the Virginia legislature. Well, here's two different Virginia legislatures. Which one do you think Lincoln is going to listen to, the rebellion one or the one that's pro-Union? This actually happened during the Civil War. You have a civil war going on in the Republican Party. And the fun part about it, by the way, is if you live in New Hampshire, Tomorrow's the first day of the filing period if you want to run for delegate to the New Hampshire Republican State Convention.
0: And that means uh, – Mark, you were telling me about this delegate thing. Now, apparently it's some sort of – like the Republicans, who are supposed to be for small government, apparently have the taxpayers pay to run their own state party elections. So uh, they – you know, they're – bunch of nonsense they uh but, but anyway you have to go to vote at the regular election for this republican delegate thing right. the, the democrats sta- don't do this as
2: i understand they do
0: not uh so uh so apparently this allows you to go and like decide on party policy uh, policy and stuff That's like right. that sounds like and real they also get biter. to
4: vote they also get to vote on who's going to be in the new hampshire republican state committee a month later in their respective counties oh so, i see so so uh, while Nashua, Manchester, Concord, and Derry have their own locals, but other than that, you go to your county committee meeting a month later, and they elect uh, members of the New Hampshire Republican State Committee. So it, it will help if a whole lot of Ron Paul supporters go down there first thing tomorrow morning and run for delegate to the New Hampshire Republican State Committee uh, State Convention, so that they can give the convention. Give the republican party the guidance that it needs to as i understand it this is one of
0: those elections where they usually don't even have enough people to fill the seats is generally is that the case
4: well the last time i ran uh well the first time there was uh five people running and there were only seven seats uh this time i think they they filled they managed to get enough volunteers after the filing period was over then they they republican party big shots can fill the vacancies and that's what they did. But yeah, I ran unopposed the last couple. Of so times. yeah,
0: so it's basically a done deal. I mean, it may not be the most uh, glamorous of uh, of elected positions, but apparently it it's does a really have powerful
2: one inside of the state the, the state politics. It's it's incredibly powerful, and if the Ron Paul people stick with it, the Republican Party could really see some internal change.
0: Tom, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from yeah. you at eight five five four fifty three. Well, we already know that at least here in New Hampshire, there are a number of uh, liberty minded folks who, for whatever reason, they you. You know maybe they came from the republican party they've been involved in the republican party personally i'd I, I did come from that perspective and I couldn't I just don't think I could join the Republican Party get so as
1: far as into like campaigning or door-to-door stuff uh, I kind of was like shot on the bus the, Well I was
0: never actually involved in the Republican Party but my parents were Republicans so mm-hmm. I guess that's what I mean when I say that I was never involved politically with the Republicans um, but uh, you were trying to convince me to do this committee thing Mark and I don't think I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it I, think, right. I, I think I'm gonna run for uh, for office as a Democrat instead. Uh, That'll right be effective. For, they love day, you right? there. Hey, the uh, the activist of the year of two thousand nine actually endorsed me. He said that uh, he supported it. Great. Which I was surprised because normally he tries to talk me out of doing things like that are <laughs> that are political.
2: Well, he doesn't want you in the Republican Party. That's
0: why. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. can <laughs> control you over there. So, uh, but you know, we've also got liberty minded people who are involved with the Democrats as well, and so that's one of the things that I think has uh, been a political strategy to some extent, that has been working here. Uh, rather than trying to work within the third-party system and try to you know, make it so the libertarians can even get on the ballot, uh, people have been just getting active in the regular parties and have been influencing them from the inside. And that's essentially what Tom is talking about here, is these are wide-open seats that people who want to be politically active can just literally throw their hat in the ring, and they're going to win, I mean, most likely, like, you know, 90% chance nobody's going to run against you in this uh, particular election. That's just how bad, you know, how... How low the participation is in the political system. Yeah, I don't it's know so if in the
1: next couple of years I'd want to be in political office. You know, things are going to get pretty well, this bad. This isn't political office that we're talking about, particularly right here. I mean, this is,
0: I mean. It's a party office, it, yeah, it's right? A, it's
2: a party position, and I don't think anybody can, no, nobody even, nobody votes for, they don't even know what it's about. If you went and asked everybody who came out with a ballot and said, well, who'd you vote for? I don't know. Whoever was there and most because, I mean, there'll be one position. There'll be one position. They may or may not check the box. You need 35 people out of the however many are going to vote in your town to to vote for you. And you're like, okay, so what does this position do? I mean, with the auditor, the the county auditor or the town auditor, somebody has some idea what that person does. Nobody has any idea what the state, you know, the Republican state delegate does. They don't know.
0: So this is a good example of how, even though we've already got a bunch of uh, activists that have moved here as part of the Free State Project, uh, they're not all, you know, not everybody's interested in these uh, political things. I mean, some people want to help with the politics, but they don't necessarily want to run for office. So if this, you know, if this is your thing, if this running for office is your bag, uh, there's plenty of opportunity here. I mean, look, these the already existing politicos in the Republican Party, are not running for these offices. I mean, there's that low a level of political participation. I think that well, that's
2: just it. Just goes to show how few politicos there are. Most of generally, they, general, they yeah. are running. Um, but I mean, when I went there the last time, and I think I went, I think it was 2008. I think this is every two years or something. Uh, you know, it looked like a free state
0: project uh, convention. This is to the Republican Party, yeah, state the rep- yeah, convention,
2: the state convention. Now, I didn't stay for the whole thing, but I went around and I checked out their booths and I list watched some of the voting thing and I I heard. Mitt Romney speak and, uh, you know, the, the whole deal. Uh, you know, I got to talk to some people I knew. I, it was fine for Concord for, yeah. you know, a day and then I went home. But, you know, there were Several dozen people that I would have considered to be freestaters or freestater friendly there, um, among the and that was that, two
0: years ago. Yeah, so presumably it could be better now since more people are here than they were two years ago. I'd and say
2: that the Republican Party is nearly co-opted in this uh, in, in in this state.
0: It certainly seems like it's moving in the the right direction, and of course, the more people that we can get here, the better we're going to be. Whether it's people that are getting active in civil disobedience, or people that are doing media, or people that are running for political office. There is so much to do, so much opportunity, and so much that you can get involved with. You can go to freestateproject.org if you'd like to learn more about the Free State Project. Coming up in less than two weeks, two weeks from tonight, we're going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival broadcasting live. Looking forward to that. The three of us, we're all going to be. Man, does that go
1: fast, right? It's right around the corner. It
0: really is going to be here. So make sure you get your tickets now at porkfest.com. P O R C, as in porcupine, P O R C, F E S T, porkfest.com. And we'll return with more Free Talk Live in moments, 855-450-FREE. Talk a little more about what happened down in Louisiana as well. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the
4: printing press
0: Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Lots of stuff. We give it all away. If you like the show and you appreciate Free Talk Live and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and buy whatever it is you need. There are links there to Amazon. There's a different Amazon, so there's Amazon for the U.K., Canada, and the U.S., you just click into the right Amazon link for you and then just get your shopping done as you normally would. So it's, it's just one extra step before you go to your normal Amazon shopping experience. And taking that one extra step makes a big difference for us because we get a portion of the sale. It's going to be the same price. It's going to be the same experience at Amazon you're used to. It's just that when you go through shop.freetalklive.com, Amazon doesn't keep 100% of their profits. They turn some of it over to Free Talk Live to thank us for sending them the business. So uh, once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com and get your shopping done. Our number here is, uh, again, 855-450-FREE. I want to uh, invite you also to plainboards.com. P-L-A-I-N, plainboards.com. For instance, you might run a website or blog and are interested in adding Forum functionality to your site, but not interested in compromising your users' privacy. Well, plainboards.com offers free to use anonymous message boards to anybody who wants one. You don't have to be a webmaster. You can just go and create one and invite your buddies to it. So go, type in the name of the board you want, and it's created for you. Literally, it's that fast. Plainboards.com, no installation necessary. You don't have to log in. You don't have to tell anybody who you are. Plainboards.com. We go to Crichton, listening in Louisville. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Adamo and Mark. Hey, Crichton.
5: How's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Well, some months ago, I called in and talked to you guys about uh, the forthcoming, now-past now, now past, uh, delegate strategy in the Republican Party with the Ron Paul campaign. And at, after that call, you guys asked me to call back and tell, tell you how it went out. And considering the start of this show, I figured, hey, it's... Now's a good as time as any right. um, to bring bring that up. Um, I have I've had amazing success, and it, that actually is somewhat surprising even to me. I am now on the executive board of my own county for the Republican Party.
2: Hmm. Wow, wow, that's great!
5: It is like 0.1 percent of of the Republican Party. Yeah, either. I don't want to say the they are truly powerful. They 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 fight a lot, but they are the ones that actually decide what what happens. Uh, and this Saturday is the state convention for the for the state of Kentucky.
1: Mm.
5: I am a delegate to it, and I am still trying for a delegate seat to the national level. Uh, And that's because this
0: whole thing isn't over yet. I mean, despite the media's portrayal of, well, looks like Romney's got it wrapped up. uh, Apparently, that's not the case at all. Apparently, from what I've heard, and I I heard uh, Angel Clark uh, interviewing uh, somebody who is, you know, within the structure and knows these things. uh, The rumors that we had talked about before about how apparently there is no, there's no, like, you don't have to if you're a delegate vote for Romney. There's no bound delegate. Right. The bound delegate thing is a myth. And it's nonsense. And so everybody who's a delegate going to the Tampa convention, every single one of them could choose, could choose on the first vote to vote for Ron Paul. And they wouldn't be breaking any rules or anything like that. Uh, So there could be a total uh, unexpected success.
1: Even if it were the rules, I would strongly suggest people vote with their conscience anyways and that you would violate that bad law rule.
0: I,
2: I, you There's know, okay. So there, when I when I hear this, uh, the, the, you know people talking about Ron Paul winning, I I'm willing to take any bets from anybody who believes that Ron Paul's going to win. Um, you know, and I'd love some numbers too if I, if I can get to you know if they're if they're willing to you know give me odds. I'd, I'd even love that. I, I don't think Ron Paul's going to win at the Republican National Convention um, and get the the nomination. However. I think that Ron Paul won in two thousand and eight. I think he he managed to create this this uh, this this revolution, this Ron Paul revolution. That uh, you know the campaign for liberty has done far better than I thought it did. Um, you know, like I'm I'm really impressed with this strategy and the very fact that so many Ron Paul Republicans are now in the state offices. Uh, they've been the delegates. They know the the level of control they have. Everybody, all these Romney fans are going to go to sleep. Next year, and these Ron Paul people are going to be like, "No, we're going to push, push, push." And I think that that's where the true victory is.
0: Well, I don't know until well, that, something that actually changes where the true victory was. What, what was the catch? The you said, uh, Crichton? You said there was a catch somewhere.
5: There's a catch to the Rule 38 that you, you're you're referring to. Rule 38 of the National uh, Rules basically state that a that a state delegation can't bound their delegation to Tampa, uh, and that's true. Been true for very long time and there's cases of it actually happening at least back to Woodrow Wilson Uh, but the the, but the reality is is that there is a catch Uh, even though this the national will not prevent you from voting your conscience Mm -hmm. and there's no criminal result there can't be a criminal result because it's a private organization the state that you come from can effectively excommunicate you as
0: an official. Oh, I see.
5: Upon your turn, How
0: would they know? Uh, so there is a, how, how would they know? Is it not well, an anonymous ballot? It
5: is not an anonymous ballot. Uh-huh. They will know.
0: That, well, who, kill, who so, gives a damn? I mean, go right? in and vote for, uh, for Ron Paul. I mean, who, who really wants to be involved in the state Republican Party anyway, wherever well, they are? Because, you know, you're not going to make a difference the, wherever you are. You have to move to New Hampshire to really have an effect. Or if the opinion.
2: Ron Paul people are de- deep enough in your state party, maybe it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter, but if if what's going on in Louisiana is any indicator, they're not getting that deep. I mean, look at what happened. There's a lot of states, a lot
2: of states, uh, Massachusetts included, where the delegates were co-opted by the Ron Paul people. That can only be done by a majority.
5: It's also not true that the nomination for the Republican Party is the goal. That's always been a secondary goal.
1: So, what's the primary goal?
5: Primary goal is exactly what you're seeing taking over the Republican Party from the inside.
0: Yeah. Seems like a pipe dream to me, but
1: I think that that's
2: yeah. the more doable thing. That's the thing that's getting done here. Ron Paul people are motivated. I'll and believe passionate. It when I see it. I, I, agreed. I, and I would. It's appreciate. happened here in New Hampshire. I think yeah, we've ha-
0: got a, a pretty good concentration Indeed, of activists but here.
1: Now people are activated around the country. I think before they would realize that they can quote unquote take it over. That it would just be worthwhile to abandon ship, that it's sinking, and it's almost at the rock bottom, and you might as well jump from it and do what's right for the individual. Yeah, why oh. would you
0: want to be in, in charge of the Republican Party plenty when you of, talk okay, about some horrible plenty baggage? Of people,
2: plenty of people jumped from the Republican and Democrat parties because they were sinking ships, and you see what we've got. I mean, you know, the, the whole Plato uh, quote out there, is, is that what it was, Plato, that the problem with uh, withdrawing from politics is that you're ruled by your inferiors. You know, I'm sorry, but
0: the people in politics still make the rules.
5: Leaving was attempted, and it failed. This is the second strategy.
0: Well, let us know how it goes, uh, Crichton. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to share? No, have a good day. Thanks for the call. Thanks for your work, Crichton. 855-450-FREE. You know what I think is most interesting about this, uh, what's going on here with this Republican strategy thing where, you know, they're going to these conventions, and of course the old guard is not so, uh, too much of a fan of what's going on. I mean, they're trying to pull out all the stops to prevent you, Republican people that are trying to take over, uh, from doing having any kind of an effect. And that's essentially what went down in Louisiana, where people were arrested uh, simply for being Ron Paul delegates, apparently, according to PolicyMike.com. I'm handicapped. I need a doctor. Sir, this is the chairman. Louisiana State Republican Convention descended into chaos Saturday morning with several delegates being arrested and the convention chairman being thrown to the ground by the police. Sources report that state party officials panicked when it became clear that Ron Paul delegates commanded a decisive majority of the delegates on the floor, approximately uh, at least 111 of 180, which is 62 percent. <laughs> the convention began peacefully with a prayer and invocation. The chairman of the Louisiana Republican Party, Roger Ver, or Villaire Then attempted to recognize the former chair of the Rules Committee who had been ousted from his position the night uh, prior when Alex Helwig, the newly elected Rules Committee chair, rose to address the delegation. Mr. Valer ordered him removed from the floor. Video footage shows Shreveport police dragging Mr. Helwig out of the room despite his protests and the fact that he was a duly elected delegate. At this point, a motion was made to elect a new convention chairman, Henry Hereford Jr., who was elected by an overwhelming majority. Nevertheless, Mr. Valer, who had appointed himself the chairman, refused to relinquish control of the gathering. As the delegates began turning their chairs around, Mr. Hereford, the newly elected chairman, rose to call the convention to order. Sources report that in an act of desperation, Mr. Valer and party officials then ordered the police to attack Mr. Hereford. Video footage shows an older gentleman in a blue shirt being violently dragged away by police. So why were the police
2: following what these people said? I
0: mean, weren't they watching? They're protecting the system. They're protecting the status quo. The status (laughs) quo. That's the only system the that there is. The status quo is, is
1: you're supposed to be able to vote for a new chairman. Guess what? <laughs> they don't care. I don't even know why the police are here in the first place. It's private property, private but convention.
0: Agreed. The cops, the, the Republican guys probably asked them to be there because they knew the, Repo- the Ron Paul dudes were going to show up. 855-453. More about what happened and uh, some points about it on the way.
2: Our Tuesday. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. Sea cranes Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the Sea crane Company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the Sea crane Company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi antenna at C-Crane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll free at 855 453. That is the SACL CAI toll free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program. 1 855 450 3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there completely free. Uh, freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content of the site. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. Other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they uh, like or dislike it and the most liked to make it to the front page in the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it, talk about it on the air, and also other listeners will see it as well. So go to freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Ademo. And Mark. Now, Ademo, you and I, uh, you're involved over at copblock.org. Great website. Highly recommend people go and check that out. Uh, But you and I have uh, a lot of experience in dealing with uh, the police at at this point, Uh, certainly more than the average uh, person (laughs) or more than I thought I'd have. (laughs) Yeah. And more than I wanted to have. But, uh, you know, we've we've gone to jail a few times and uh, been arrested a few times and uh, been in court often enough. And there are, there are always people out there watching what goes on because we tend to document everything that we do. So, for instance, if people go to org, they'll see the latest on your case uh, with the disorderly conduct charge from the chalking aid arrest from last year. Yep. So we, we kind of keep our, uh, the folks that read the blogs that we blog on. And you're also a blogger at freekeen.com, as am I. So there are a lot of people that are watching what's going on and inevitably that means there are critics there are people that will say you guys shouldn't be doing x you know and then they'll you know describe whatever activism it is that we've done that they disagree with and of course the people that are critics disagree you know not all the critics are critics of the same thing so some critics think activism a was good but they didn't like activism b and other critics liked activism b but they didn't like activism a and of course there's no way to please everybody and if you try then you're not going to succeed but uh you know, there's this perspective out there that why don't you guys just work within the system and uh, of course in some cases we are by going to court and doing these things within the system but also there are some people that really the real disagreement seems to be not whether you're working within the system or not but whether you're respecting the system as you are working within it or as you are protesting or as you are doing some sort of activism whether you're respectful towards the police and the aggressors and the people that are, that are hurting you and the people that are hurting peaceful people and I respect everybody as a human being, I, I I do. I mean, I try to uh, consider everybody as a human. I don't want to hurt anybody, and I I want them to connect with me as a as a human being. But I don't respect the things that they do. I don't respect all the choices that those human beings make. Uh, I don't respect the system as it is currently set up. And I'm not going to fake it. I, the only reason I'm going to fake it is if I'm threatened with violence. So you know, if they threaten me with violence, I'm going to stand up in court. But otherwise, I'm not going to stand up in court because I don't have respect. For the man that's wearing the robe and the things that he does on a day to day basis, yeah, it's why
1: I wear jeans, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and hats in the court. It's not that I am disrespecting the individuals in the room. It's just that this is what I'm comfortable in. Your dress code is kind of silly, and you know, well, you should dress appropriate for court. For court, you mean the one that says men with guns will come to my house if I don't come here? That court? Yeah. No, thank you.
0: Right. So, uh, so you know, we kind of look at the system, if you will, which of course is just men and women doing uh, harm to other human beings in general as as what it really is and kind of treat it in in that way and that with upsets, contempt yeah and that upsets some people who you know they think that we would be more successful if we would just go ahead and put on a suit and tie and you know go to concord and uh, beg the politicians to to change things and one of the things I I A lot of people have been successful with that system that you're great, talking. good about. for them and i support them okay i've run for political office before just say all right so um my point is not though, in a suit you haven't No, I don't really much care for suits. But my point is that something I've said for a long time is that the reason we get what we get as far as the response from these government people is because we're out there doing things that threaten their legitimacy. We're out there. Essentially, our activism, by its nature, threatens the legitimacy of the system. And without their legitimacy, then they look like a criminal gang. Because that's all they really are. They're just a very successful criminal gang that has an incredible PR record, you know, incredible PR campaign to, to get essentially people to, to and high level participation. And people are convinced that there's something other than a criminal gang. Oh well, it's not a criminal gang because you can elect the Don. Well, no, it's still it's a still a gang. gang.
2: Okay, so the people who set it up uh, initially—did they? You know, you got to ask yourself. I mean, did the, the people that set it up initially—did wh- they force their system upon
1: other people? Well, were well, there people that didn't want that system? I suspect there were a lot of them. This is the beauty of the system. It does two things very well. One is that it makes every single job associated with the system feel like it is a benefit and that it is doing good, whether it's the secretary filing the water bill paperwork or the cop on the street or the pa- the pencil pusher in the office.
0: Or at the very least that they're not the ones doing the, the harm or that it's not their fault. Right. That, I mean, yeah. Even the
2: police officer, the one who may very well bludgeon you in the head with a uh, you know collapsible baton, is only following orders.
1: Right, and that's the second thing is that it also does, whenever you do catch them with our acts or uh, activism, uh, is that it's not me, it's the system, it's the law. Like, you know, I've asked these officers, particularly about my chalking incident, do you really think I should be in jail for two years? Is that what Valley Street was built for? And they say, well, that's not my decision. Mm. I've done my role, now it's I'm just it's doing up to what them. the legislature yeah, tell I've me. look, I've sat
2: with plenty of cops over, at plenty of cocktail parties, and they will complain, bitch, and moan to high heaven about who goes to jail and who doesn't. So apparently they do have an opinion.
1: Oh, well, they have to, like
2: you know, have they opinion. don't
1: have an opinion when it benefits them, but they have an opinion. Believe me. Oh, of course. Well, they and they don't have an opinion though when they're on a stand. And you know, this is the thing that you know. The other thing the system does well that I would tie in with a second point is that it gives this perception of like fair, equality, justice. So you know, you go in a courtroom and like, why are all these rules? You know, like I've been asked over and over during my preliminary hearings recently and and in life that. Did you understand all the rules and procedure for the system? And in the past, i be like, yeah, I get it. But this last two, I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with yeah. this system. I am hoping to encourage other people to do the same because if there are people who say that I've harmed them or have done wrong to them, I have no problem going into any setting. I would prefer it not be ones where I'm forced to by guns and with this, you know, persona of justice that doesn't exist. But I will go into this courtroom and. My first plan in either trial that I get, it looks like I might only get the wiretapping trial, but I plan to go up to the judge and say, everything I do here today is not a disrespect to you. I am facing 21 years of my life, and I'm going to say what I need to say, and that's how it's going to go. Most likely, like Mark said, find myself in a contempt situation, but I feel that it's the best chance I have because if I play their rules or do their system, the system is either going to do what it's intended to do and convict me or – or, I try to play it, not know all their rules, and get convicted anyways. so what, what are my choices? My choices are to go in there, say everything I need to say to this jury about the whole complete story, you know whether it 's the chalking and the, the beating regardless up guy, of whatever objections no matter what it is with. and I' most likely find myself in contempt, but I think the win for me will be that other people will see that this paradigm of must respect the court, must do these rules is all a fallacy. A jury does not have to judge guilty or not. That's it. They can think about the punishment. They can think about the crime. They can think about how these officers acted. You know,
0: I wonder, there's something I wonder about. Uh, It's easy for a judge to hand out contempt in a bench trial. There's no jury sitting there watching his behavior. I wonder if having those 14 pairs of eyes sitting there... Watching him will make him less likely to hand out a contempt charge. I think uh, like a ridiculous contempt charge.
1: I think it will at first, but ultimately, I think this is where they'll spit it on my fault again. Is they'll find me contempt and then probably charge me for with like contaminating a jury pool mm-hmm. or
0: something of that nature. So, as I was saying, we we've gone through a lot of uh, crap with this system and people and we've taken a lot of it as well from the, the critics out there. But one of the things I've pointed out for a long time is whenever you threaten the status quo, they will come after you. There will be some sort of consequence for it because those who are in the the status quo, those who are in the halls of power, in those seats of power, they don't want to leave. They're, they love it there. Sweet little jobs. And they're going to do everything. Rent
2: seeking behavior, right, as do, the economists say.
0: They're going to do everything within their uh, purview to keep things where they are. And this story out of Louisiana is a perfect example of this because people think, the people that are critics of civil disobedience and non-cooperation, those people think that politics is safe. They think that, well, we could just put on a suit and go to the state Republican convention and, well, wait a minute, these people got arrested. They were doing what they thought was within the system. They were following what they thought were the rules. But they tried to change the rules on them. They ignored the them rules. a little more. So I've actually got some of the audio here of what went down. I mean, it sounds like c- cacophony. It sounds like chaos at this Republican state convention. All of this because some people who gave enough of a damn showed up to try to change the system. Well, they ended up getting arrested for their efforts. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Still to come tonight, the update on the Jian Tran case, the young lady who was put in jail because she was trying to help feed her family, and she couldn't make it to school often enough for the government's liking. We'll uh, give you the latest on that. More to come in moments. Eight five five four fifty free
2: If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. Uh, the, one of the principals over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live, big supporter of Liberty. You can go check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the ba- page. When you click on that banner, you go to their, their new website. It's SACL CAI.
0: All right, so here's a little bit of a the scene, a, a brief clip of the scene of what was happening with this uh, almost chaos at the Republican Party convention in Louisiana state where essentially they threw the convention chairman to the ground, the police did. Uh where they uh, arrested they arrested people and it's just and crazy. If this is
1: the clip I think you're about to play. I, if you when the viewers are listening or listeners are listening, uh, one time, an officer, after the guy's on the ground, they're like, anyone a doctor? And some guy comes up, and the officer's like, can I see your credentials to prove you're a doctor? Like, hold on, buddy. Can I see your credentials to prove, prove that you're a, you're a cop? cop to throw people <laughs> on the ground? Like, it's kind of funny.
0: I don't know if that's in this clip, honestly. I didn't have time to to, yeah. uh, to check the whole thing, so we'll get to, through some of it. are just going to give you a scene. Listen,
4: I, I am allowed to address this committee. All right.
1: doesn't, doesn't go sound good. good. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this guy has a cane. He's got you know, slacks and a button-up. Right,
0: yeah. I mean, he's your typical Republican convention attendee. I mean, this isn't like, you know, the anarchist contingent busted in here with no, uh, no. flamethrowers or whatever.
1: It is great, too, if, if the folks, if they don't go to see the video, but there are a bunch of people standing there with cell phone cameras uh, using them.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm no, no big cha- uh, fan of chanting, but I understand it in this particular case where they're trying to express their displeasure. And there they just voted, by the way, to uh, oust the uh, the chairman who continues to uh, act as though he's the chairman and completely ignore the idea that these people are trying to vote him out. And furthermore,
1: the cops ignore that he has been voted out and continue to follow his orders or direction.
0: Right. So yeah. this guy just tells him to do and he just they just do whatever he, he tells him. Uh, and then you know, there's another video here where he's uh, assaulted by the Shreveport police. Uh, there's Again, the story is from PolicyMike.com, PolicyMIC.com. By the way, this man uh, is 57 years old, has a prosthetic hip, was dislocated during the assault, shows an older gentleman in a blue shirt being dragged away by police and then shoved to the ground when Mr. Hereford, this is the, uh, the man who was supposed to be the new... Chairman of this convention, they were going to oust the old guard Republican chairman and put in somebody who presumably was a Ron Paul supporter. And that's what the old guard did not much care for. When Mr. Herford protests that he's handicapped and would like to press charges for assault against the police officers, a Shreveport police officer is seen smirking in response. Yeah. That's because he knows he's not responsible for They're what he to me for
1: this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Many observers expressed shock the establishment would resort to such violent tactics against fellow Republicans. Saturday morning's incidents come on the heels of increasing panic among state party leaders in the aftermath of Ron Paul's decisive victory in the Louisiana caucuses in April. For example, on Thursday night, the state central committee of the Louisiana Republican Party voted to completely overhaul the existing convention rules. Fearful of a resounding Ron Paul victory, their supplemental rules were designed to substantially weaken the authority of the state convention, reportedly making it nothing more than a rubber stamp for the diktats of state party insiders. And from what I understand, this was uh, Thursday in front of the Friday. So literally before, like two days or a day or so before this convention – The state committee comes down with a new set of rules for the convention. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. Funny how that happens. When the state party insisted the supplemental rules were unamendable and overrode the existing rules, as well as Robert's rules of order, legal observers remarked the new rules were in material violation of the rules of the Republican National Committee. But none of it matters, because what matters is what the men in the badges uh, will do, and apparently they'll do whatever it is they're told by the men who are standing up at the front of the room, even though those men have been voted out by whatever the procedures are. and by Those are the old procedures, not the new ones. After the convention uh, chairman's arrest the delegates proceeded to elect a new chair and continued with business of the convention they reportedly elected a slate of 27 Ron Paul supporters to fill 12 of the 18 district Delegate slots and 15 of 20 at-large delegate slots before certifying the results with the RNC. Meanwhile, state party leaders held their own convention in one corner of the room with about 30 delegates in attendance. Local media is reporting that the minority convention also elected a slate of delegates, although it's unlikely the legitimacy of their slate will be recognized by the RNC. So there's all kinds of uh, shenanigans going on here. It, It points out that in both Maine and Nevada, Romney supporters were caught distributing counterfeit delegate slates. In Arizona, there were complaints of ballot stuffing, and the convention was eventually shut down when it appeared that a Ron Paul supporter would be elected as the national committee woman. In Massachusetts, after Ron Paul supporters won 16 of 27 district delegate slots, state party leaders quickly moved to try to invalidate the results. In spite of the disorder at the Louisiana State Convention, many Republicans expressed satisfaction that they were able to select a strong delegation of uh, people to attend the national convention. So I guess they believe that they've successfully done something, although there was the old guard that also elected delegates. So now essentially, as I think our caller mentioned earlier, you've got two sets of people claiming to be delegates from Louisiana.
1: Yeah, (laughs) we both win. That'll be a lot of fun. Is, is this a generational gap thing? Is this like old people not wanting to accept change and young people pushing it forward, or because I'd like, say there's some of that.
0: Uh, yeah, right. So, but you. But this guy's 57, so I mean, it's not like. Right, but know, is he's... the guy
1: you know the 70s, 60s in there trying to do you know like oh no change no nothing or we'll change the rules to keep the old the old way or whatever it is? I mean, I, I'd like to think it was that simple, and you could just say, well, time will work this out, right? Mm. But. You know, you have the hippies from the 60s, and they didn't really grow up to see the political views uh, Yeah, they became
0: the man. I mean, the hippies from the 60s uh, became what they opposed. Right, so maybe we're at cases. the last
1: hurrah, though, where the system can't change the dissent or the, the social norm, per se.
0: Well, I think that what you're going to see happen here is there. I think there are a lot of people that are like, "Yeah, we're winning," you know, Ron Paul. We're taking over these conventions Uh, because, like you said, Mark, the the real or Crichton was saying earlier that the real goal is to take over the Republican Party, and I have a feeling they're going to be disappointed because I think that what you're going to see happen, and you know, if if they prove me wrong, great. Uh, But you know, I've seen these political animals before, and I know how they are. So what I would guess would happen is probably something similar to what happened in 2008 when after the Ron Paul, you know, revolution thing happened and there was this big, you know, hurrah around his movement, there were all these politicians that trotted themselves out and they were like well, I'm a Ron Paul Republican. You should vote for me. I'm a Ron Paul Republican. Well, yeah, that's all I, they had to I say. I absolutely
2: agree that's with That's all they saying.
0: had to say to get people like, ooh, yeah, that's great. He's Ron Paul Republican. Well, it turns out they don't really know anything about principles. They don't know anything about liberty. Scott it's just that, Brown. But what they knew was that if they aligned themselves with Ron Paul, even though they didn't have his endorsement or anything like that, they just called themselves Ron Paul Republicans, if they aligned themselves with Ron Paul, all the people that are into Ron Paul would get excited by it. Thinking that oh this guy must be different from the Republican establishment. He says he's with Ron Paul, so let's get behind his campaign and help him win. So who knows who this 57-year-old chairman is? He may just be the guy who's who's been trying to be chairman for uh, you know a decade of the Republican Party, and you know just changed his rhetoric enough to uh, to get the Ron Paul guys behind him. And they may end up really disappointed with all their so-called wins here in the near future. It's free talk live. show is free talk live it is called that because you're free to call in talk about anything you want 855-453 it's the SACL cai toll free line can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com enjoy all the various features they're all completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for our email updates, or you can follow us via Twitter or Facebook. So head over to news.freetalklive.com. actually sent out a news update, I think it was last night, alerting folks to our brand-new radio station that is airing the show. I love it when I uh, get surprise stations that uh, come on board. our <laughs> Our station in uh, longtime affiliate WSVG in Mount Jackson, Virginia, has added a simulcast in a nearby town called Woodstock in Virginia. And uh, so, we're WSVG. By the way, is one of the, the the elite few radio stations that actually airs all 21 hours of Free Talk Live live every wow. single week. There's only like four of our 107 affiliates that uh, that actually do that. And uh, so now they've got another station that's simulcasting them in a nearby town, Woodstock, Virginia. It's W-A-M-M. So uh, welcome aboard to Wham! Wham!
2: Those are good calls. <laughs>
0: yep. So uh, So welcome aboard to everybody listening in Woodstock to Free talk Live. And if you're new to the program, which you're probably not because this was going on for four months uh, without my knowledge, I just found out, <laughs> about, it. Just found out about it yesterday. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome, and uh, you'll probably already realize we're something a little bit different. Uh,
2: Bitcoins are the world's first... Potentially anonymous digital cash. And by digital cash, I mean kind of like money for the Internet. Uh, You can send and receive money with Bitcoins without paying any fees. You don't need to pay any fees when you send and receive money with Bitcoins. For merchants, there are no chargebacks. And like I said, it can be potentially um, anonymous. And uh, you don't have to click on any terms of service. It's a a free peer-to-peer system. So all you have to do is go download it. And you can be using them in just a few minutes and uh go find out more at weusecoins.org it's a short video teach uh you know what you need to know the basics about bitcoins there's a lot more to learn but uh you know the basics are at weusecoins.org and bitcoins are changing the world so you're going to want to know this information and now thanks to bitinstant.com you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank you can buy your bitcoins with cash. Is so all you have to do is visit BitInstant.com dot com for instructions.
0: Let's go. To the phones too. Your thoughts. Viper is listening online. Viper, you're on Free Talk Live with Ina Demo and Mark. Howdy, howdy, y'all? Hey, what's on your mind, Viper?
6: Uh, a few quick hits. Uh, number one, uh, I miss
0: Nummy. Where is Nummy? I, you know what? She's apparently been having some uh, She's moving, been moving,
2: things and, and, and you know. Kind of issues. Busy yeah. schedule.
0: We're, we're hoping she'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, so, so she has not been, you know, officially removed from the show in any capacity. Uh, she's just been. Yes, I to...
6: hope so. I I've looked forward to her shows every week. She's been wonderful. Great, great. Um,
0: so what else is on your mind? Uh,
6: to uh, what do you all uh, think about the uh, the supposed uh, Bilderberg controversy over Ron Paul? They supposedly the Bilderberg people. Have, <laughs> Wish that Ron Paul was on an airplane with uh all of his supporters and a Muslim extremist and shot down. Now, you know, where, where
2: I heard that the Bil- I heard where- that the Billboard organization was calling for Ron Paul to show up there so they could talk
0: to him. Okay. Uh, so where is this information coming from, Viper?
6: Oh, well, you know, Alex Jones.
0: Oh, well, um, Has Alex Jones been inside <laughs> the Bilderberg Convention? I mean, like, how was this information gleaned?
6: Well, I, you know, I know he stood
0: outside it and shouted some. Yes, he does that every year. Yep. <laughs> but how does that how does that make him privy to rumors? You know, it does is it anything more than a rumor? Is it just like we heard that? No, X, y, no,
6: I don't think so. But if there if there is a thing that is like Bilderbergers you know i could totally see that from them
0: so for those that don't know bilderberg i don't want to use insider terminology here bilderberg is a conference that is held on a yearly basis at a fancy hotel uh where people from around the world who are movers and shakers and big, big money, time big money people and politicians and business uh, executives come together to talk about well, no one really knows because it's very secretive. And of course, whenever and there secrets
2: are, drive people
0: bananas. Right. Whenever there are secrets, there are conspiracy theories. And so, of course, uh, you get a bunch of people that uh, well, will wildly speculate on the things that go on at this particular conference. And, and also, uh, there are a number of people that – and it's becoming more popular now, more well-known that these things are going on uh, thanks to the Internet. And so a bunch of people have kind of made it their hobby uh, to go down and report on – the Bilderberg Convention, which, of course, there's not really much to report on besides the situation with all the security hanging around and whoever it is that's getting in and out of limousines as they are coming into the security area. That's pretty much all they can report on beyond, like you're saying, wild speculation about what's going on on the inside.
6: Yeah, nothing to confirm. Uh, and my last quick hit, I would like to encourage anybody that's going to Tampa and and you know, I know that uh, that uh Lou Rockwell himself has, has said that uh, maybe uh people that are, you know, more on the voluntarist side of the coin like like maybe most of us on the air are uh not go to the convention because of the potential, you know, abuse.
0: When you say abuse I, I you mean physical like, abuse?
6: Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely.
0: You know, I, mean, would, I don't be, understand there that.
6: There will be verbal abuse. There will be, uh, you know, psychological abuse. If, there will
0: be... Look, it, so I, I don't understand that. I mean, I, I'm a critic of this whole takeover the Republican Party uh, thing. But yeah. if that's what you're into, why would you not want to go? Why would you not want to be there for that? Just because of some fear that the cops are going to arrest you? Yeah, that's- yeah I,
1: did, I did not go to the police station and chalk it and hold a sign. I mean, I wanted to make a point. And so, if, yeah, if that's the activism yeah, or the message...
6: I, and that was what I, you know, I was a little weirded out by what Lou Rockwell had said about that, you know, and, and he, he, uh, he put up a blog post about it. Uh, and you know, he's been there, but you know, just being there, I,
0: he's been where the know, convention
6: lot to, to the conventions. Yeah. Hmm. He, you know, it was a, Stafford what for was Ron his, Paul back so, in the day. And, but, you know, but what was his
0: whatever. reasoning for it? What, how was he persuading people uh, to, to not do it? I mean, just that, you know, you might get bodily hurt is the reason to not go?
6: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of it. He said that uh, if, if you were squeamish, if you did not want to be caged or, you know, hurt, that maybe you should let another Ron Paul supporter go for you.
0: Oh, Okay, I see. Um, I see what you're saying there. I mean, it's it's fair to give somebody a warning about what to expect. Hey, look, you know, uh, politics is dangerous. It's not this safe little area that everybody seems to think it is. That you start threatening the status quo as we were saying earlier, and then all of a sudden, the uh, the real, real ugly side of politics uh, begins to show its uh, its face.
6: Right, right, and that I think that was what he was trying to say. And I and you know, as much as I love Adam Kokash, he, he went on a expletive laden. Uh, uh tirade against uh, Lou Rockwell about the statement that he made, but I thought it was a completely reasonable statement. You know, if you don't want to be, you know, bodily injured or thrown into a cage, you know, maybe you shouldn't go to Tampa and say, hey, I'm a Ron Paul guy, yeah. you know.
0: No, I t- I understand that, but at the same time, it does kind of smack of fear mongering and trying to scare people. So I could- I don't know what Adam uh, K- I don't know what Adam Kokesh know, said, I, but I can understand where he I, was can, I
6: can I can see I can see where 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 it would be called fear mongering. But you know, at the end of the day. You know, how realistic is this? It's pretty gosh darn realistic if well, you think about right.
0: it. Well, I you know, hey, man up, you know, go down there and uh, I'd go. Yeah, if this is what your uh this is what your bag is, then you really should be there and make sure you arm I'm yourself with a video camera thing. make sure you you arm yourself so these thugs if they try to intimidate you are going to be recorded and broadcast live over at quick.com or at bambuser one of these uh, d- two different online streaming video services that'll allow you to stream from your your cell phone for free we'll see how the uh, you know the romney thugs yeah. in that case how how will they behave when they know that they're being broadcast worldwide to the internet viper thanks for the call appreciate it man 855 450 free that's the sakel cai toll free line in fact there's news about what's going on in tampa looks like the ron paul guys are trying to organize their own three-day music festival in tampa for uh, i guess right around when the convention is supposed to be so essentially they're going to throw a huge party but there's a problem more coming up this is free talk live
2: Hey!
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line at one 453 Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Adamo And Mark. Don't forget, join us over at freetalklive.com, and you can get interactive there. You can enjoy the site for free. If you like the show and you enjoy Free Talk Live, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can learn how to get a free bumper sticker uh, as well as uh, download flyers. You can print out and distribute to promote Free Talk Live. Uh, In addition to that, we got web banners and graphics, high-res graphics as well for you, over at promote.freetalklive.com. So uh, thanks to anybody who does any of those things. It makes a big difference. Promote.freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE, the Republican Party, the Ron Paul revolution happening within said Republican Party. It's certainly something that's fascinating to watch. It's something the Republican Party hasn't had to deal with, in you know, at least that I've been aware of in my lifetime, not that I pay close attention to what goes on but it's a it's a really unusual situation and the uh, R- republican old guard are very upset they are doing desperate things to try to stop the ron paul people but and they started doing desperate things back in 2008 so everybody should have known what to expect uh, at this point point. and remember back in 2008 they were turning off people's microphones as they went up the ron paul s- supporters to try to speak at the convention they just turn their mics off and uh, you know other nonsensical things like that turn the lights out uh, that's why i don't
1: understand why these people would actually want to win because whether it's this Delegate race, or you know the actual Republican Party, or the any actual elected office, either before or when you get there, you're going to realize that like A, you might not want this position, and B, uh, the people you just ousted from power could still retain a lot of power to do things. Very bad. That would make it look like your fault.
2: Well, I didn't believe. Uh, th- now, now that I think is a is a relative uh, um, a relevant point is that uh, you know one of the problems that Stefan Molyneux pointed out, and I, I tend to agree with, with Ron Paul getting into power is as as the president he wouldn't have the power to actually turn the economy around, and likely the economy wouldn't turn around because there are another five hundred and thirty five drunken sailors in and Washington D.C. On that, his watch. that are going to t- t- attempt to spin like they've never spent before just because that's what they do and as a result you know Ron
0: Paul gets blamed for the failed economy because everybody's always it's always whoever's in office it's their fault what's happening with the economy and and the
2: libertarian ideas get in in the process but I would like to say about people going to the convention is Ademo you didn't stop with your first piece of civil disobedience you didn't think it was going to be easy and you didn't stop there. No
1: I by no means I mean I, I do provide feedback or I've criticized folks just as much as anyone else has I but I'm not trying to say they shouldn't or should not. I'm just saying like if you really look at it, if if they've seen all these problems and there's this big chaotic moment in Louisiana, I would start thinking twice about what I was trying to get into. I'm not saying go out of the system. I might just say don't don't bother. I might be saying just don't bother, but I would really start considering like what am I striving for? Because even if you achieve what you're striving for, you could really be waylaid or like become the fall guy for something much, much worse.
2: Well, I, I'm, I'm thankful that people are trying um, in the circumstance, and I'm glad they are.
0: Or that you just end up with uh, the Trojan horse situation, as I was describing earlier, where some guy just labels himself as a Ron Paul Republican, changes his rhetoric slightly to appeal to uh, the Ron Paul people, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, new boss, same as the old boss.
1: I mean, I wonder how many of them would continue this same path if you were like, hey. The government's broke, like not not
0: financially, but although that's
1: true as well. But I mean, the system is broken. You cannot fix it. All the Ron Paulians in the world getting elected to this system would not fix it. You know, it's they're going to tri- find out. They're they can't. They can't fix trillions of dollars in deaths. They can't fix millions of people right. murdered. You can't fix. You there, know, there all is this no stuff.
0: restore America now. That's the Ron Paul uh, tagline, and it's you know, it's nonsense. I mean, there's there's nothing worth restoring. Uh, the old America had to do with slavery and other stuff. We don't want to restore that. Uh, we need to move forward and move past the idea of America and get uh, out of this concept of the you know the centralized state and the the violent. Uh, organization that it is let's go to the phones though and talk to kate and stephanie two people on the line here calling from our very own keen you're on free talk live hello hi hey kate
5: Uh, i hear that you've been making silver and (laughs) i was wondering how is silver more valuable than dollars
0: this sounds like a planted call, demo. What have you been doing? I had
1: nothing to do with this, I swear. <laughs> sounds cute, like a cute uh, planted call, though. <laughs> I appreciate the question, though, and the call.
0: I had wanted to ask you about the silver thing as well. Uh, thank you, ladies. Appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight. Uh, so I didn't know if it was time to talk about this. I figured it was because you've been putting up some videos online. There's a video up at freekeen.com about Sons of Liberty. What's the answer to the question?
1: Well, the question she's asking, why is silver more valuable than money? But the simplistic answer, I guess, is that precious metals uh, cannot be reprinted, made you know, as simple as paper. So fiat currency, not backed by anything, uh, is only worth the paper that it is printed on. It is always paper, just as the line paper, as anything else. Just because someone prints some numbers on it and says that this is good trade doesn't essentially give it a value. You know, a $1 bill and a $100 bill are the same size, created the same paper. There is no difference. Same amount of ink. Same amount of ink, and there is no difference in the value. Uh, There is intrinsic value with uh, precious metals, so therefore they can be used not only for trade, but in creation of things, you know, computer parts, uh, silverware, a a number of items. So that's the the short
0: answer. The market sets the value of the price of silver, and I guess the market to some extent sets the value of the uh, the, the Federal Reserve note, but only because it's under threat of violence, because of the legal tender laws that force people to use them. So they're not that may have backed been true by at one point. Not backed by value, but people do value them and ultimately, you know, they they do decide what they're worth. Uh, but it's it's fake. It's not real. Uh, it's not real well, value. It's, it's essentially been, an IOU. It's been forced upon it. I don't know
2: that it's force. Okay, so at legal some,
0: tender is force.
2: Okay, so but how many people do you have to force to take them?
0: Well, you don't have to because if, if people have been very. You effectively and I brainwashed. understand
2: that uh, the, about fiat currency, how the Federal Reserve prints this money. But I'm happy to take your dollars. Mm-hmm. Are you? I'll take them. Okay, great. So no other force, people do. I don't think force is involved. What it is is it's trickery, and the trickery is essentially that at some point in the past you could trade uh, dollars in for silver it's true. from the government. Yep. Now,
1: it's 1968,
2: you can't. And well, actually, American citizens couldn't do it sometime in the 30s. But yeah, but I mean, foreign governments could get uh, precious metals from. Uh, the, yeah, the I think the last
1: rate. year they allowed a uh, uh, silver certificate to be accepted. I think they stopped using it in like 65 completely. They stopped printing them and then 68 was the last time you could redeem one.
2: Okay. So um, the uh, specifics aside, uh, but basically, you know, these things that look exactly like the old ones that you could turn in for money uh, are still in circulation. So there's, you know. They
0: don't exactly look like it. If you're looking through a stack of bills, it's easy to spot silver right. certificates.
2: Very, very similar. Um, and, yes. you know, the, the changes have been glacial. They're so are People, so people haven't uh, noticed the difference. So. You know, they Over time, these things had value. They were accepted yeah, as value people, for decades. And then uh, this is just a sort of a continuation of that.
0: Most of the people alive today, it's not about noticing the difference. They don't even know there was a difference. I, mean, I don't think people – You know, Nobody I mean, knows. Very few people know about silver certificates.
2: It's sure. But it's just money. At that point, at some point or another, the pieces of paper became money and the silver stopped being money. Mm-hmm. And because the pieces of paper were traded for the silver and they were worth the silver, then at some point the pieces of paper became
0: money. I agree with you. It is mostly trickery. It's a big scam. But on the other hand, if you as a business owner decided to stop receiving uh, the, that I've money— I've never
2: heard of this. Show me the business owner that says I'm doing business in something besides U.S. currency who's out there who won't accept U.S. currency if that who person gets did arrested. Exist.
0: If that person did exist, they could, in theory, be no, threatened with No, They uh, couldn't because well, it's only country. good for all debts, there public was and
1: private. A bunch of key words in there, and that's like currency and stuff. And what I think people should do is kind of like uh, Doug Stanhope says in one of his acts. You know, trade out. You know, if you're a pool guy and you need a car fixed, trade out with the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and essentially, that's a, a project I've been trying to work on is where. We we make bars, silver bars, that don't look like your typical currency, and therefore they are not. And it's basically a a measurement, a unit of trade. And essentially, you know, I've put time and energy into it, and I will give it to you You for something that you've put time and energy into, and then you can you know, assume the energy. So that's what it's about for me is that the energy, you know, what we pay with right now has no energy. I mean, if you think about the minute they pulled silver or any precious metal out of any currency, they've essentially said, we are printing money. And when they said that, somebody said, well, I need some money. And they said, okay, we will loan you some money. And when they loan that person money, they did so with interest. So if it's us three in the world that need money and the, the central bank or the Fed, Uh, That is is today says here you go Ian here's a dollar you owe us $1.10 and if that's the first loan how can Ian ever pay the excess back the one the .10 sure if he's given a dollar well I need to get a loan. And then you get a loan, and then we can fight over and, and everybody you know, gets into debt. Slave on slave violence, and yeah. so it's, it it keeps us fighting into another. It's while a, a keep...
0: win lose system. The people that win are the people running the system, and we and lose all else that loses. energy.
1: We lose all that energy trading for one another because we're always paying this debt, and they gain the energy. Yep. And precious metals, you keep it and you pass it when you want. So uh, sons. Sons of Liberty. Of Liberty. The website.
0: Silver4liberty.com. Silver the number four or Or Silver R? Both both of them. Great. Uh, We can talk more about that here in a little bit. 855-450 free. Also want to take your calls about what you want next. Hour three is on the way. 855-450 free. Free talk live.
2: There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the Sea Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C C R A N E.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. 855 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Head over to freetalklive.com and you can get interactive with uh, other Free Talk Live listeners in various different ways. One of them is by controlling the content of the website. All of the items you see on the front page of the site, you roll down the page, there's different numbered items there. Those numbers are votes. They're votes that have been cast by listeners just like you, maybe even you. And they're votes that have been voted on items that have been submitted by listeners to the show. So the entire content is is uh, user-created. It's created by listeners like you. Go and get a, a interactive for free, of course, at freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and to the fun, Mark is listening in South Haven, Michigan, to WSJM-FM. Hey, Mark. Hey. What's
7: uh, on your mind? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just had an idea I wanted to share with you. I'm using the peace on and liberty, and, all, and so am I. Yeah. Um, and I've thought about this for a long time. You know, I can't stand corruption in the system, especially in the government and police and all. But, um, you know, there's a way that uh, people can achieve peace if they stick together, you know, like power and numbers and all. Um. Without violence. How about, you know, if if everybody rebelled, like, okay, they're going to take, the police is going to take you to jail for what, holding up a sign or trespassing or whatever. How about that you just overcrowd that jail so much that they can't even function? Okay, overcrowd that jail, the next one over, overcrowd that, overcrowd that, overcrowd that. Don't let them in and out of the station, overcrowd that. Until eventually, uh, it's going to go away. You know what I'm
0: saying? I completely understand, and I love the approach of overwhelming the system with peaceful numbers. Unfortunately, I don't know of any place where we have those numbers quite yet. Uh, I would love to see that happen out in here in New Hampshire someday and get enough people we together. we got to have the best
1: numbers What's thus that? far. we got to have the, the best numbers that I've experienced thus far.
0: We do have the best numbers so far, yeah. but it's still not enough to oh, over, no. overwhelm a jailhouse. Um, however, there you know the time when we <laughs> had the uh, trespass of 12 arrests, which was a couple years ago now— uh, was a situation where there were f- about 50 people outside the jail that were essentially there to visit a friend and kind of we walked around the jail and waved at uh, the prisoners and they didn't like that very much. So they called the cops and the uh, b- word got out amongst the crowd that the cops were coming. And unfortunately, most people uh, are not willing to take those sorts of risks like you're describing, Mark, and they left. So they left uh, about 35 some people left at that point and there were maybe about a dozen people left. And uh, the dozen of us, which included me, were arrested for uh, for trespassing at that point. But the point uh, is they had to get more cops and they had people that they were arresting. So there were 13 cops, 12 arrestees uh you know we were right on that borderline of having too many people for them to handle had 25 people stayed instead of uh you know they had had half the people who were there originally stayed they probably wouldn't have been able to be as aggressive with us they might have just walked up and told us to leave rather than immediately arresting us so i agree with you when i have uh, seen the numbers i've seen numbers work when when we've had the numbers like with the uh with well, the 420 celebrations that were epic, uh, you know, internationally, you know, news kind of epic uh, here in Keene, we had over 100 people in a little park in the center of town and the cops tried to make an arrest during that particular event. Half of the people left the park, walked to the police station, and then proceeded to smoke out behind the police station, sitting in a huge circle, blocking the police's uh, car's entrance from going back behind the police station. The next day, the cops tried the same thing by arresting another person in the large crowd of people in Central Square. And then the group of people walked back to the police station and proceeded to then go inside the police station and smoked pot in the police station lobby, and no no one was arrested. Say what? I'm sorry.
7: I I bet a lot of people end up
2: getting beat by the police, too. No, not well, at all. No, I mean, police, because numbers,
0: and, and, no, and, numbers and video
1: cameras and probably in the reverse order.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. police did nothing. They, you need uh,
2: to understand that this police station employs tops 50 people.
0: Right, so it's about, it's all about the numbers, like you're saying. If you've got enough numbers to overwhelm the criminal gang and your people stay peaceful, then the police are going to back down almost every single time. That's been my personal experience. I just wish we had the numbers. We don't. We're not there yet because what has essentially happened is we've had kind of waves of uh, of activism, uh, of, of civilly disobedient uh, activism, where some people like Adamo and myself would be willing to get arrested for doing some sort of civil disobedience, but we're not there with 50 other people who are willing to so we do end up getting arrested we end up with criminal you know charges having to go to court a demo you've got charges pending i've got charges pending uh and once you get into a situation where you've got charges pending any additional charges you get Compound the problem significantly, so it uh, it dissuades you from doing uh, future future activism like that. And if they keep picking off one by one, each individual person who goes out and makes a stand, it doesn't it doesn't really have a, a long term effect, I don't think. Uh, so ultimately, gathering those numbers together into the same place is the most critical aspect, but it's tricky because. A lot of people who uh, you know see themselves as activists aren 't willing to take those sorts of risks they 've got a job they 've got to get to on Monday you know, unlike a demo myself where we have we 're essentially running our own businesses, we can set our own hours and be a little more flexible with the kind of activism we do. A lot of people have more responsibilities they 've got a family to take care of they 've got other things that are on their plate so uh, ultimately, the only way to solve that is is sheer numbers and that means a larger amount of people coming to New Hampshire, let's say another 5,000 people move to New Hampshire, we might have, at that point, the 50 hardcore, civilly disobedient yeah, people that what? we take. Right,
7: and we'll 50 be- is nowhere near going to do it. Not, not 300 is not going to do it. Maybe 500. I mean, cause see, no, 50 people, here um,
0: in, New, in Keene, New Hampshire would be enough. It would fill the jail if 50 people right. got arrested. I feel that if there's so more you numbers. You
7: want to fill jail. You want to fill jail to jail to jail. I mean I don't mean I, I mean, love your big vision of- man you know, I'm mean? just would try- like
1: to start with 50. Well I even 50. that too I I would like to say too, that. Here's, here's then, a here's in-
7: the problem. I'm
1: sorry. Here's fill- the
7: problem when you start with 50 then uh then people end up getting charges. okay? So if you have a, as a, more if you have the more the police cannot put charges on people because there's nowhere to put them. Even grandmas in, even in in sitting in hot jail, you know? So there's no- they can't pack them in a grocery store, so, so I mean, if there's like people really stuck together, they can't
0: put charges on you, and they can't put I it. I totally later agree. In. I totally agree. I'd love to have five thousand uh, simply disobedient people right. here. And, in and New I Hampshire. used to
1: be of the mindset that filling the jails was the goal, and I'm not against it, and I'm more than willing to run and be in a fifty hundred person mass arrest scenario for something of substance. But to me, is that if we had fifty people, you know, uh, more at like the Chalking incident or at some of these regular uh, activist events that we have, the cops would stop arresting us because they would just be physically, either physically intimidated by the large group, meaning we don't have enough cop employees to arrest this mm-hmm. group, so they just stand back and be on the perimeters, like they do at a lot of cannabis events. You know, the heart of the event is relatively right. safe, but they're picking people off from the outskirts, and so that means that. So we, we all all 500 people don't go to jail but we're able to stay there and be effective in educating which to me is something I've strived for more in the last year or so than the actual arrest or filling the jail out part
0: mark I don't want it to sound like I'm downing you at all I totally support what it is you're saying all I'm saying is finding the numbers is the tricky part I mean you know, right, we have trouble that's... getting
1: 50 well if we if we were able to
7: yeah you know there's a these there's down here in Paw Paw, which is you know like 10 Paw? 15 miles away from five there are some people standing in front of the jail about something about medical marijuana. Cause, and I said, well, What's that all about? I said, your honk if you're for medical marijuana. I says, Well, okay, well, if you got a prescription, and so they go, Okay, honk, honk, okay, fine. But, you know, they're, they're older like that, uh, standing there, He said, 70 people is supposed to be here today, and the only one who showed up was two.
0: I believe it. And, that's how that's why I moved to I'm New like, Hampshire. I'm like,
7: that's, okay, people want to make a point but they don't want to show up. They're that that is why
0: I left Florida and moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project because that was my experience down there. I would have people tell me they were going to come and do something and then I'd have to call them the night before, or the, you know, the day of or whatever right beforehand to remind them, to essentially hold their hand and babysit them and you know, make sure they showed up at the activism they claimed they were going to do and it became it was just so much work just to try to get a handful of folks to come out to things uh, here in New Hampshire, it's a lot better because we've got people who who are activists who have chosen to come together to the same place, who want to do things like this, who want to be presented with opportunities to get active. And uh, But even still, we're still at the very beginning cusps of this, and we need uh, we need more people here sooner rather than later. So what I'd recommend is that people that love liberty, go to freestateproject.org to learn more about the Free State Project and get on up here where you can make a difference together. I thank you, Mark, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE because it's all about numbers. Free Talk Live.
3: Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique Silver Dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855 free. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got archives. They go all the way back to late 2006. You can download as many of them as you would like. They're all for free over at freetalklive.com. In fact, you can now visit our SoundCloud page. If you go to freetalklive.com, look over under Listen and Share. On the left-hand side of the page, you'll find our link to the SoundCloud page where you can download archives and use the SoundCloud sharing features to easily share your favorite episode with – your friends on Facebook or Twitter or your WordPress, uh, WordPress blog. It uh, makes it easy, the SoundCloud page does. So go ahead and try that out. Over at freetalklive.com, the link to SoundCloud is on the left hand side of the page.
2: If you're a radio listener, um, you know, everybody who listens to the radio re- uh, has uh, you know, sort of reception problems at times. Uh, There's a legendary piece of equipment in the broadcast business. It's called the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception bar none, thanks to their twin coil ferrite AM antenna. And it also has, of course, stellar FM uh, reception too, ham and weather. I have one. It's uh, the nicest radio that I've ever had. And, you know, it's got all the features that you would want in a radio. It's got the little presets and uh, you can actually hook up an antenna to the back. But the really the single best thing about this is that you're going to get an AM station that, is, that if you're on the, the edge of the signal or it's one of these big clear channel signals that might go on at night, that kind of thing, you'll be able to get it with the CC Radio too. You can go find it uh, at C. Crane.com, that's C-C-R-A-N-E.com, or you can call them at 800-522-8863. 800-522-8863. When you check out, uh, make sure that you mention Free Talk Live, and you can get a free flashlight. They uh, give you a free little flashlight there. No, can't have too many flashlights. Uh, Just mention Free Talk Live, and you'll get your free flashlight at ccrane.com or 800-522-8863.
0: All right, so uh, we were talking a moment ago about the idea of numbers making a big difference. And I want to point out, I mean that across the board. I don't just mean for people filling a jail or, or having enough people to overfill a jail with some sort of civil disobedience episode, but also in the system of uh, the political world. And numbers make a difference there, too. You know, you don't have enough people to vote for you, then you're not getting elected. So uh, you've got to make a difference. Right. So whatever your activism uh, preferences You've got to have the people who are willing to show up and do what it takes to make change happen. Change is not going to happen by you sitting at home using Facebook. I know, Facebook, you know, I've got my own problems with uh, with Facebook. Or you sitting at home watching TV or, you know, watching a bunch of stuff on Netflix. You know, it's not going to help. Getting out, getting into the streets, doing things, getting out there to whatever these political conventions are, doing, creating media, you've got to put the time in. Uh, in order to see anything change. Uh, But if you put the time in alone, then it won't make a difference. Uh, You've got to have other people compounding that time and making it more valuable uh, in the aggregate. So that's why the Free State Project is such an important idea. And that's why we were talking earlier about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is coming up in less than two weeks. See for yourself what it's like to be around the numbers. See See for yourself what it's like to be around hundreds of other people. That will show up when you have an event. The last gentleman said that there was a you know medical marijuana protest where two people showed up out of seventy who said they would come. Got to be painful. That is horrifyingly difficult to uh, to deal with, especially as the person who who's organizing it. You think, you know, wow, medical marijuana important issue. We're talking about sick people here. you would think people would want to come out and support that issue when
1: I was in Wisconsin, I was saying let's the police film let's go let's try this uh war on drugs is the big issue for me, and it is like pulling teeth you yep. would not um, you know you would think like i'll film or you just hold the camera I'll go do this, and it'd be no problem, but again over and over, I had folks i'll be there i'll be there uh-huh. and I'm the only person there yep. you know not not this guy got a couple out, and you know that wasn't I had to move to New Hampshire to find more liberty-minded people from Wisconsin than I actually found in Wisconsin. <laughs> so I'm really happy I did that.
0: Yeah, well, it's a it's a uh, it's a self-selection process. I mean, the the best or the cream, if you will, is rising to the top uh, in this case. And all that said a lot of the people here in, that have moved as part of the Free State Project, these are not seasoned activists. I mean, I be, I'll am i be blunt with you. I mean, a lot of the people that move here are total noobs. They don't, they've never done this before. Why would they, you do it when you can see what the results are? Right, what good is it where where you are? But that doesn't mean they're not interested. They are interested. They've moved here to be active. So even though they don't have the, you know, the chops maybe that some of us might have brought to the table when we first got here, they're willing to learn, they're willing to step up, they're willing to get active, they're willing to do they're willing to. In some cases, you have to delegate, you know, because uh, this is one of the things I was talking with Derek Jay about uh, briefly. I'll talk to, talk to him more when he gets out, but I'll t- also explain it to you, the listener, because it matters. Uh, when Derek wrote his letters from jail, he wrote them to uh, the local activity center, and they weren't specifically addressed toward anyone. And so when he asked for, in one of his earliest letters, he asked for a watch to be sent to him. Because I guess this is something I didn't know when I was in jail. You can actually have someone bring you a watch that you can then wear in the jail. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, So he asked for someone to bring a watch or send a watch to the jail. And because he didn't specifically ask anyone to do it, no one did. And so finally, when I read the letters, which I didn't get around to because, again, they weren't sent directly to me. They were over at the activity center. And so I finally got over to get to read them, you know, 10 days into Derek being in in jail. I saw this and I said, well, I wonder if anybody sent the watch. And so I asked the question, has anyone sent a watch to Derek? Of course, nobody's like, oh, wow. Yeah, right. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody, nobody was responsible for sending the watch to Derek, and I, I don't blame Derek. He doesn't want to put somebody on the spot. He doesn't want to, you know, uh, I guess impose. Maybe he feels like he might might impose by asking someone to do something for him. But hey, look, you know, we're your friends. We're, kind of how you got to be. Yeah, you got to yeah. say
1: this is what I need. So and so, can you help me? And that person could say no. Maybe so and so can. <laughs> right. And you know yes. when I'm
0: on the phone with Derek I say what can I do you know what can what can I do to be of assistance I'm happy to help and if I can't do it myself I'll ask for somebody to to help me and if they say no it's fine it's fine I you know people are busy they've got their things going on but you've got to ask specifically sometimes for for help And that's where, you know, the kind of the leadership role comes in versus a joiner uh, role. And obviously in any group of people, only some people are going to be the leaders and the rest of the people are going to be joiners. But at least we have joiners. I mean, up here in other places, you can't get joiners. You can't get anybody to do anything. Either they're too intimidated by what could possibly happen to them or they're too lazy or they're too busy or whatever their excuses are. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse to do nothing and the people that have moved to new hampshire as part of the free state project are the people that are less likely to make excuses there are people that are more likely to step up and get involved they are people who you know their reason for being here is to be an activist so it's that self-selection process it's that cream rising to the top and i think that we've got some of the best activists in the world right now and a lot of these guys even though they're brand new to activism in five more years they're going to be seasoned activists
1: well, or even quicker because there's a bigger and bigger core group of folks who've been here a while to, right. you know, I mean, Derek came in and, and went on his victimless crime spree. But even then, you know, there was a lot of us there to say, hey, you know, this or this or that, you know, and, and give advice or help share uh, the uh, wrongdoings of the government agents.
0: Well, the victimless crime spree is a great example of activism that never could have been possible anywhere else. I mean, Derek no Jay was, was able to do his activism in the first place because he was here having people back him up. And then it was able to be turned into a feature film, which is what's being worked on right now because, you know, I could afford it. And so I paid, uh, Bo Davis to be the editor of this, uh, feature film. And he's got the talent to make Doing the, great job. the editing happen. So he's kind of one of those behind the scenes, uh, activists in this case. 855-450-3-SACL-CAI toll free line. What's coming up? Talk Live. Toll-free number, 855-453. Plenty of time for you to take control of the airwaves here. Bring whatever's on your mind. 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that are waiting for you there. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here. Uh, demo And Mark. There was something that uh, we didn't get a chance to get into uh, that I, I think it's still worth touching on, and that is the upcoming Ron Paul Party uh that they're going to be uh, uh throwing a, a Ron Paul festival I get they they're going to call it the Paul festival uh, presuming they actually pulled off. we will tell you more about that here in a moment. Uh, but also want to invite you to the mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, go to m, as in mobile, and that's where you can link to our live streams. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show, so different size streams for different internet connection speeds. Uh, m.freetalklive.com takes you there, and you'll also be able to access the software that you need to listen to the streams on m.freetalklive.com. m.freetalklive.com. WashingtonTimes.com, Thomas Mullen is reporting. We actually think had Tom on our show at one point from the Liberty Forum in the past. He is reporting on the massive Ron Paul event being planned for Tampa uh, during the upcoming Republican National Convention. And in fact, it's uh, intended to be a weekend-long or like a three-day festival with music, entertainment, and activism featuring nationally known musicians, comedians, and other entertainers. Uh, Ron Paul may have stopped actively campaigning in primary states that have not yet voted, but his revolution shi- so shows no sign of slowing down, according to Mullins. Just a few days after the media erroneously reported that Ron Paul had dropped out of the presidential race, he won 80% of the delegates going to the Republican National Convention from Minnesota. His supporters are now organizing a massive event on the eve of the RNC, as I described, three days long is what they're intending. It'll also feature plenty of the ideas shared by those who make up what Paul's supporters call the Liberty Movement. Reminiscent of uh, Paul's rally for the Republic during the National Convention for the Republicans in 2008, the event may have the Republican Party concerned about being upstaged again. As you may recall, uh, because we did talk about this in 2008, the Ron Paul Other Convention, because essentially he was blacklisted from the convention in 2008 right. uh, he's apparently going to be allowed at this this one maybe coming up here but at, in 08 they completely shut him out so the ron paul supporters went ahead and just threw their own party at a different convention hall in the same town it was essentially you know two blocks away or they something. invited ron it's nice they invited Ron to the, to the party, <laughs> yes. I, I would imagine they did, and uh, and he came and spoke to a, a very excited crowd of people, and, and it, it went very well. It was a great little counterpoint to the official Republican you know, stuffy uh, convention that was going on down the street. Well, now they're trying to do it, and they're trying to do it bigger with this three-day long Paul Festival that they have planned. This time, they're attempting to secure the Florida State Fairgrounds, where they're expecting an estimation of 40,000 people per day to attend unfortunately the republican party is trying to stop them which of figure you expected that to happen but how could they right i mean the clog is just turning how can the republican party have any say over whether or not they can be at the state fairgrounds i mean it's, it's a venue presumably if you show up with enough cash the people that are running the venue will rent you the venue right how can they pull this one off well, according to the story, the RNC has first dibs on virtually every venue in Tampa you be during the week of the convention. Liberty Unleashed, the nonprofit group incorporated in Florida by Paul supporters, can only sign a contract for the fairgrounds with the agreement of the Republican National Committee on Arrangements. And they're not going to do that. Well, obviously. Why would
1: they? So the Republican Committee hasn't picked its venue yet either?
0: No, no. I think they have their venue locked down for their convention. They know where that's going to be. But essentially, they've they must have like gone in advance. And this is pretty thoughtful of them. You got to give them credit. This is pretty sneaky. They went to every single publicly available venue that they knew of, and they must have put down some sort of cash. They 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 had to have right in order. To, I would think like hey, whatever you do, don't rent out your uh, facilities to anyone without our permission. We're going to give you X amount of dollars in cash to make sure that uh, that you do what we say. I mean, because otherwise. Whoever's coming to the table to rent that uh, venue is going to be paying more on average than somebody that's paying them just to, you know, not rent the place out. Yeah. So there's more money in it for them probably to take the Paul Festival, but maybe there isn't more money in it. Maybe the Republican National Committee literally came in with more than enough money to, like, rent these places out on their own just to stop the Ron Paul people from having a, con- uh, a competing convention, a convention because they knew it happened in 2008. So they figured they were going to try to do something similar this time around. And they figured they'd head them off at the pass. Crazy. It's certainly possible. Crazy. Now, of course, there's a way around this. And I don't know what they're considering. I Who knows what kind of Aces the Ron Paul people have up their sleeve in this particular case, but the way around it is to find a private property owner in Tampa who can, uh, who will allow a festival to be thrown on their private property. Of course, it still brings in the issue of will the, poli- the police be called in? Will they respect of-
1: that private property? Yeah, I think you have a yeah. bear cat at your front door to right around then.
0: But either way, it's pretty sneaky behavior here on the part of these Republicans. and They're so desperate. I mean, they, they're they doing everything they possibly can to put a stop to this, uh, this Ron Paul revolution thing. Uh, according to the email, Liberty Unleashed was told the RNC has other requests for the fairgrounds that we need to evaluate. So this is the email from the fairgrounds. No, this isn't first come, first served. Your event is not approved and it may take two more weeks. Uh, according to – it was reported locally that the Paul – Festival organizer Deborah Robinette and Fairgrounds Director of Sales and Marketing expected to sign a contract that week. However, the organizer told supporters that the RNC had blocked the attempt. The RNC's Committee on Arrangements is closed for weekends and could not be reached for comment. Republican party's appreh- worry they weren't going to comment anyway. Yeah, the Republican party's apprehension over such an event is understandable. The RNC is supposed to be a 3-day infomercial for the party that unless Republicans around, excuse me, unites Republicans around their nominee for president, yet despite the media narrative that Mitt Romney secured the nomination after his Texas primary win, NPR reports he still doesn't have enough delegates bound to vote for him on the first ballot at the convention. And as we've already pointed out, the people that are delegates aren't bound so even the ones they're saying are bound aren't really bound uh, to Mitt Romney. Worse yet, there are an undetermined number of delegates that are bound to him that are actually Paul supporters and who would abandon him and vote for Paul if Romney failed to get uh, over 1,000 144 votes on the first ballot none of this is in the rnc script neither is a massive rally for the anti-establishment candidate going on at the same time as convention the party can't even appeal to paul to call it off while paul's campaign organized the rally in 2008 in an act of defiance against a party that had snubbed paul and his supporters neither he or his campaign have anything at all to do with this one Paul's festival is different, says the organizers, being organized by the grassroots with no help from the campaign. As unpaid volunteers, we are solely responsible for raising the money to make this happen. Our goal is to honor the man we feel is the founding father of our movement. His message and all his message encompasses his birthday, his 77th birthday, is August 20th, just four days before the festival. We intend to have a birthday celebration, the likes of which he's never seen. People from all over the political spectrum will be there because he unites us all in his message of freedom for everyone, that's what she had to say about that. This is the kind of enthusiasm that the party's nominee is supposed to generate, but it's non-existent for Romney. Right, I and mean, anybody that's seen these photos of oh. the Ron, the uh, the Romney's campaign speeches where he's talking to like a hundred people in suits versus Ron Paul <laughs> talking to five thousand average people in uh, in a stadium can tell there's a marked difference in the amount of excitement uh, surrounding these candidates.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the, the the Republican National Convention wishes that their guy could draw the kind of people to uh, hear him speak that Ron Paul can.
0: Right. As uh, Mullins points out here, certainly no one will be organizing a Romney festival anytime soon. And it's the kind of enthusiasm, again, that a candidate is supposed to generate. Despite his primary successes, Romney hasn't even been able to get his delegates seated in many states where he won the primary by a, wa- a wide margin. And that's because the people who are going to these state conventions are Ron Paul people these are the people that have the drive right they're not just you know some paid petitioner they're not just uh, some lackey that's uh, showing up because he's been told to go somewhere and hold a sign for Mitt Romney no these are people that are that, that happens are doers. a lot in New Hampshire the lackeys
2: yes early on and when you know when it's the first in the nation so lots of people paid to door to door and hold signs and stuff
0: so it puts the party in a difficult position, says Mullins. If they strong-arm the Paul supporters by blocking their event, they risk losing their votes. If they acquiesce to allowing the event, the spin doctors will have to work overtime to keep the RNC from looking like an afterthought following a festival for the other guy. That ends up being ten times the size. 855-450-FREE. So things are certainly mounting as the convention approaches. It's going to be interesting to watch. More coming up. Free Talk Live. You take control. is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in now, 855 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can join a demo over at copblock.org. As well as his other uh, website, which is silverforliberty.com. Silverforliberty.com. com. and uh, it's just getting started. It's a new silver effort, another alternative uh, currency that is being offered in the what is, it seems to be a growing market of alternative currencies up here in New Hampshire.
1: Well, really, really dividing or. Er- Trying to distance from the currency aspect. The government prints currency. They have controls. This is what we call the world's ultimate barter tool. It barter is, tool. It keeps you all the purchasing power and uh, value that the dollars have stolen from you.
0: I think it's, uh, in my opinion, I think it's the best barter tool to uh, to come along in the world of the competing with the alternative currencies uh, out there it is an alternative to it is an alternative currency notes. i just meant the currency aspect right the word currency kind of makes you well i don't iffy. know it
1: kind of it kind of gives uh, fbi irs you know agents the uh go ahead i guess and uh, all i'm asking is you know this is a uh, piece of silver 0. one suns is our specialty the very smallest amount and therefore you are have all the purchasing power in the world with it to make good trades with sound money and a a highly uh uh, worked-in, handcrafted, valuable products.
0: And you so. guys are going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival with these to kind of show them off and get That's people right. excited about them because you're not just going to be marketing locally in the, the Shire. You're going to accept customers from whoever wants to order it? Is All over,
1: right? yeah. Uh, if people go to silverforliberty.com slash store, you can already get them online. But if you want to save shipping, handling, and the uh, little added cost for the store, you can get them from us at Porkfest. And then hopefully uh, we have a merchant plan, a wholesale plan, And uh, we really hope that folks will latch on to this. And, again, man, we think that when this gets rolling that everybody's going to make a buck in, out, uh, on every trade, all around.
0: That's what you're going to have to have happen in order for people to get over Gresham's Law, which is the incentive for folks to hoard things like silver, that uh, bad money chases out good money. Uh, So it has to be profitable for people to use it. We hope that with these
1: these small denominations that folks will – remove themselves from doing lose-lose scenarios with FRNs. You lose the FRN, the employee, the person which you give it to loses because they have to pay taxes, and it has interest, and it has all this debt on it, and to win-win scenarios where I make a product or I give up a product for something that I want. The person wins. Everybody wins in this thing. Value can't be taken. I mean, if people look at the the, fec- the facts, in 1965, an ounce of silver bought as much crude oil as it will today. Mm-hmm. You know, the purchasing power and value has stayed with it, it Despite what the dollar does.
0: It's great. Uh, so that's uh, silverforliberty.com? com. Yep, F-O-R. All right, so 855-453 is the toll-free number. If you'd like to comment, you can bring up anything you want. Uh, coming up, a an apartment controversy involving a veteran. But first, the latest on Diane Tran. We talked about her last week. I think you were here that night, Mark, where we discussed the young lady, 17 years old, who was put in jail because she didn't go uh, to school? Yeah, it was last yes. Tuesday. It was here yeah. while I was an okay, so, honor student. Right. So we've got an update on her story. She was jailed uh, because she didn't go to enough class due to the fact that she was busy taking care of her family. Right. And she
1: was licking the classes. She was an honor student. So. That's
0: right. So she was doing just fine, but the fact is that makes the system look bad because if somebody can... Be an honor student and not come to class, that really just kind of puts them in a bad light. Not acceptable. Yeah, they can't be, they, you know, they need to have this, uh, this. I guess they have to be seen as though they're so important. And so if they could just allow someone to get away with this, then other people would try to, to do it. And so they, they had to set an example for uh, for the other students to show them, hey, you better step in line, kids, because uh, even though Diane Tran was uh, very successful at what she was doing, you couldn't possibly be as successful. And so, therefore, we need to force this lady to School go to School
2: isn't for learning. School's for attendance.
0: Lanny Moriarty, the judge who ordered the 17-year-old to go to jail after more than a 10, 10 unexcused school absences, has set aside the contempt of court order that he entered last week, according to trans lawyer Brian Weiss. She can now truthfully say that she doesn't have a criminal history. Uh, he told the Huffington Post – that's where I'm getting this from uh, – by phone on Wednesday afternoon, he added that he's now going to find a lawyer to expunge the record. Tran, a junior at Willis High School who takes AP and college-level courses, works both full- and part-time jobs to help support herself and her like two three siblings. three of them. Uh, according to KHOU 11, she sometimes misses class because she's just so tired from work. She goes from job to job from school, according to one of her tr- uh, classmates, stays up till 7 in the morning doing her homework. Her story resonated across the country and throughout the world. Nearly one hundred thousand dollars in donations have come in from forty-nine states and eighteen countries, according to HelpDianeTran.com, dot com, a site established in part by Louisiana Children's Education Alliance, a nonprofit that focuses on education reform. Was this the, was that fundraiser to like help her get this expunged? Like what would what was the pitch for? I'm kind of curious on that. That's uh, that's a good question. I, I presume that money's going to her, and I, uh, or maybe it's going to the Louisiana Children's Education Alliance. It's not made clear, but I hope that I hope that hundred thousand is going to her so she can help her family with it. But the the sad part is, what about all the people that uh, we don't know about? What about the the people that didn't get the story? I mean, good for right. for oh, this it's lady. It's awesome
2: that this happened to her, but I mean, you know, that it only happened positively because people reacted to
0: the news story because there was news and because people reacted to the news. And it's
2: such an obvious. An egregious, uh, you know, miscarriage of justice. And there's nobody out there to themselves saying, "Oh well, yeah, I can see why the judge did that." I mean, they're like, "This is stupid,"
0: and uh, you know, I mean, but it's not uncommon, yeah. right? There are other cases out there of people who are just being railroaded by the system. Demo, you're being railroaded by the right system now, right yeah. now, and you're taking care of yourself and, and your family, and uh, you know, nobody cares about that. Uh, what about you're the an students? Activist.
2: What about the students that want to take care of their family that aren't the A material what if they yeah. want to go work at an auto mechanic shop or something like that how is that for them well you know they don't get the same kind of uh, it doesn't warm your heart in the same way because academics have been held it up held up as this important thing but you know hey <laughs> she's taking care of her family and that 's the end of the story
0: davis uh, this is the guy from the l c e a stressed that one hundred percent of the money outside of credit card processing fees will be donated to trans, so she 's probably going to end up with you know ninety seven percent of, uh, of the amount that, uh, that came in. He says he's hoping to give the money to the high school junior next week. Meanwhile, 240,000 people have signed a petition on change.org calling on the judge to cancel her fine and sentencing. Of course, she's already gone to jail. Her sentence was a, a day in jail. Mm-hmm. And so she's likely already done that time. Uh, so she's not going to get that back, but you know, a hundred thousand dollars for a day in jail—that's not that's not so bad. Uh, the average person certainly not going to get that out of their their jail experience. I wonder
2: if this judge'll bend to it. I mean, because this is really, to cancel the fine. Yeah, this is not what they should do. I mean, uh, 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 the idea is is that they came up with a just verdict in the per- first place, and that's not this person who de- gave this verdict is obviously mentally ill and should be incarcerated um, or in some kind of facility rather than being on the bench. I mean, this is clearly a mad person. But they shouldn't, a judge shouldn't renege on their just verdict just because of public pressure.
0: And I don't think he will. Uh, I mean, because you know, the state wants money, so they're probably going to uphold the fine, especially now that they know she can afford to pay I it. I don't think the state wants the money. Uh, oh, sure it, they do. Well, the they state want money wants that. They'll the st-
1: probably tax her on that money as well. You know? oh, yeah, the, the elected will.
2: politicians are liable to turn on this judge and, and you know remove him from office if the pressure is put upon them.
0: I don't think anybody would have conceived of any script where this is the ultimate outcome in the third act. According to Trans lawyer, the outcome of the support has been in a word overwhelming. I know that Diane is beyond grateful, and there was an event that one of the activists up here created. Uh, Amber Lee. she's one of the newest bloggers over at FreeKeen dot com. She created an event to call this judge and to leave him voicemails, which is one of the things that uh, people that can can do outside of uh, you know if you're not in New Hampshire, you can always pick up a phone. You know, you can always call uh, some outrageous judge in some other place. Yep. These phone, it's here or there.
2: this phone banking is extraordinarily powerful. I demoed this happened with your, a couple of times on your trip around the United States for Liberty on Tour, and it had an effect. It when, has an
1: effect, and it's one of the things that coplock.org does really well. It even has the category over there, so you can see some of those in effect. Uh, call floods is what it does, and you put a lot of, uh, eventually, with public uh, officials, you commonly get to an area where somebody is elected and, uh, having their phone ring off the hook is something That's that annoying. worries them. Yeah, well, and it's annoying as right. well.
0: Uh, and and especially if they're trying to uh, do whatever it is they're trying to do with their day and they want you know they're expecting to hear from somebody on their voicemail but their voicemail box is full well, so some guy there that was supposed to call them is trying to leave a, a message for them and oops voicemails full can't leave a message uh, it can kind of get in the way of these plus, people's days these
2: people deal with constituents in a very rare it's pretty rare that they deal with constituents at all and when they do they tell somebody oh yeah yeah I'll take care of that once a week you know they, they deal with a person like that but when you have the the phone ringing and ringing and ringing, and you have livid people mm-hmm. on the other end. Yeah, you want to tell yourself that all those people are outside of your whatever voting base set is, but
0: it's hard and it's scary for these people. So, I'm glad to see that that happens. Now, it doesn't scare
2: the cops that much. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll just take the phone off the hook. It's not like we give customer service around here anyway, and they just, uh, you know, they take the phone off the we'll hook. To, and do whatever they want. What I think is interesting
1: about this, she's been made whole in part by some very generous and supportive folks. But, right. like, what happened to these guys, you know, and the judge who arrested her in the school's policies? Anything ever going to change Of that? course
0: not. No. No. Nope. We are out of time for two nights, but we'll be back tomorrow. Actually, Mark, you and I will not be back tomorrow. No. We're going to a convention in New York City, Slackers. but Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie and Julia will be here with you. Probably I'll try to get the well. guardsman story to Stephanie then. So we'll see you on Friday when we're back. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark.
2: All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post Show for Free Talk Live. You can find out more at freetalklive.com. It's uh, Mark Edge with you. And today I've got Stephen Sebold, and he's the author of a book called Sex, Politics, and Religion, How Delusional Thinking is Destroying America. Steve, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Mark. Excellent. So um, now this is, t- to some extent, a, um, a book about critical thinking. Is that right? Exactly. And how it can be applied to sort of national politics, that kind of thing.
8: All kinds of topics, right? Fifty of the most uh, controversial topics and social issues in the country.
2: Now, I've got a couple here um, on the, the sort of info sheet that I've got on you, and um, I think that you know each one of these things are interesting, and I, I, I like a lot of the thoughts, and then I have like you know things I'm not so sure I agree with on the statements, and let, let's, let's go through them one by one here. I've got, thanks to wars we didn't need to fight and money we didn't have to spend, the government has so mismanaged our wealth that we're struggling for our very survival. We are $15 trillion in debt, and frankly, that's just the debt that we can see. There's a lot more coming down the pipe. And with no uh, viable solution for solvency, we we can't even secure our own borders, much less maintain our military might overseas. And- I absolutely agree that, uh, you know, it's, it's the military that's uh, out you know, to some extent, um, you know, spent us into insolvency. In fact, I'd say that lots of social that there's not a that the government isn't efficient at spending any money. Um, so, you know, what's what why let them spend any money, frankly? But do you, do you think that? I mean, are the borders not secure? Considering that, um, I mean, you know, illegal immigration is actually decreasing because, um, I mean, it's 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 in a negative. More of them are going home than staying than coming.
8: Well, the idea that that I had the book was to to you know to bring the money home to bring the. We're in 135 countries. Around the world with 900 bases. I mean, this is a this is a strategy created after World War II, when the world was obviously a completely different place than it is now. Mm-hmm. But we still have the strategies of the past, and now we're in the future. And uh, and and all the money we're spending. I mean, it's it's obviously hundreds of billions of dollars, but, you know, and probably probably into the trillions at some. It's very difficult to to assess it. But you know, if we could bring all that home, who in their right mind is going to attack the United States of America on our own soil? It would be foolish. There's not a country in the world that could do it successfully. So why are we in all these countries when we're broke?
2: I think that, um, you know, the answer is, is that uh, the United States has decided as the world's policeman, um, effectively, and that the world would go to hell in a handbasket if uh, we weren't just in everybody's business.
8: Well, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's, the, that's, the, and that's one of the great delusions, is that we're some, you know, exceptional country sitting on a hill, and in some ways we are exceptional, in some ways we are unexceptional, <laughs> completely unexceptional in a lot of ways. And I think that, you know, we've imposed our, our beliefs and, you know, our morals, and, and, and we've become suddenly the, you know, the... The, the the gatekeeper of the world, and it's and we've built an empire. Unfortunately, and uh, it's unsustainable.
2: So, do you subscribe to this idea that the United States is uh, this sort of unwilling empire that was uh, you know thrust into the forefront at the end of World War II, and has attempted to uh, you know become that empire? Or do you think? I mean, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm hearing here. With the we uh, were created after World War II.
8: Well, I think we're like a really rich teenager, you know, a teenager with too many credit cards. and, and, And we've been so rich for so long and so powerful that we've imposed our will. And our beliefs and all that around the world, and we were so rich we could do it and you know you travel around the world like I have for years, and it, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of negative feelings about the united states we've done some good things, and we've also done some pretty lousy things and uh, and I think it's time for us to stop building an empire and start coming home minding your own business and let other people live the way they want to live, and we live the way we got enough problems on our own land you know that, that as uh, you know as, as to the point where we don't need to be going around telling other people how to live their lives or run their countries.
2: And, you know, I mean, I, I kind of I get where you're coming from. I, You know what? What I think to myself is, is that if we concentrate, if we the government, you know, being the government of the United States, I don't really believe that's we at all. I believe it's them. But if they concentrate on the problems at home, will they fix any of them? I
8: hope so. It's a good, it's a good question. I, mean, have I a... don't have any more confidence probably than you do, but I think that we've got, a lot, you know, at least we can fix the financial problem. You know, if we, if we, uh, or one of the ways we can fix, it, obviously a big way would be to close down all these bases and bring the troops home. You know, and uh, from all over the world, we've countries we've been occupying since the end of World War Two. I mean, why, why are we in all these countries? It's, it's ridiculous and uh, we don't have, again we don't have the money so i don't know if they'd fix it or not but certainly we could fix the money problem and that's the biggest i think that's the biggest threat to our uh, our national security we're 100% of gdp moving toward you know 200% oh, yeah. and it just came out today that by 2, two 2037 we'll be at 2 2 uh 200% of gdp that's just unsustainable there's no way you can run a country at that kind of level Financially.
2: And that's uh, that's total debt over like overhead kind of debt, not the debt that you're it's not like the mortgage payment you're paying per month. It's the how much your mortgage is kind of debt, right?
8: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about interest. We're talking about if we have a $15 trillion gross domestic product in this country, which, which we, we roughly do, we're, we're at 100% of it right now, at 15, a little over 100%, at $15.5 trillion in, uh, in debt, but you're absolutely right, plus the interest we're talking about. And we have no plan, and we have no way to pay this money back without some kind of radical shift that no one has come up with yet. And we, get, we can continue spending money because the Fed keeps printing it.
2: Now, um, you know, when – so what what I hear and what I think often is the idea – and I, I'm with you on the first step here. Bring the military back from 135 countries, 900 military bases. I've heard numbers as high as 1,100 military bases. They're probably talking about little forward positions in Afghanistan and, you know, they're not much more than uh, some logs and some rocks. But, you know, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't care how many there are. Um, you know, get get United States troops out of uh, other people's countries and put the Department of Defense uh, about defending if that's what it's supposed to be about. But, you know, what my concern is, is that what that kind of says to some people is, let's take the money that we're spending on these foreign aggressive wars and spend it on fixing problems here in the United States. And, you know, and I want to apply critical thinking as best I can. And, uh, you know, I I find a a real dearth of, uh, you know, things that the United States government or any government really has been able to fix with spending. I mean, mostly they can fix things by getting the heck out of the way.
8: Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, we have 40 million people living in poverty in the United States of America. I don't think most people realize it. 40 million people in the richest country in the history of the world I mean, that's a disgrace. And 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 there's no and again, there's no no one has a program that's come up with a program to fix that. Well, you know, why why not bring our money home? Why not and that's just one, you know, one one idea. And we've got Medicare going broke, we've got Medicaid going broke, social security is, <laughs> is going broke. If the Fed wasn't printing money uh, we'd be in a real big, real big problem. Of course, they're printing money that there's nothing behind the money. So this is, it's a completely unsustainable model. And I don't think the general public realizes that that's probably the greatest threat to the survival of this country.
2: Now, to some extent, this printed money—you um, know—they're not actually printing it; they're creating it on computer screens and moving it around and stuff in this kind of strange way that nobody understands. But to some extent, they're destroying money too. I mean, so they—you know—if if somebody can't pay their house loan, that's just getting destroyed. There's all kinds of this toxic debt out there that's just being written off. So the money that's created to some extent is offsetting the money that's being destroyed, isn't it?
8: No, it's not. And I mean, I think this is one of the most misunderstood things. I mean, and, and, and you're right about the Fed. It's shrouded in secrecy. This is a private corporation. It's not a. It's not a government entity. And again, it, it works hand in hand with the government, almost like. Uh, well, I don't, there's really no parallel to it that really makes sense. That's completely accurate. But it's it, it, to your point. No one complies. There are some people that understand, I suppose, at the highest levels of government. But we're not privy to that information. The Fed really is is almost unaccountable to any. It, it is unaccountable to any government organization. I mean, it's, it's shrouded in secrecy, so we we, to, we don't totally understand how much money, and uh, no one really knows, maybe a few people know in, in Washington, that's about it, how much money is actually being printed. Not printed, to your point, but that's just a, yeah. uh, just a sure, way sure. To, to say it. But yeah, but, but no one really understands the actual number, and neither do I, of course, because we don't have access to it, because they don't have to reveal it. It's just an unbelievable thing.
2: Now, I mean, it, it really
8: should be completely abolished.
2: Now, isn't um the isn't the that the Federal Reserve, uh, although a quasi governmental agency, isn't it just as accountable as say the Department of Education? I mean, you know, the Department of Education has a head, and that head is appointed by the president in the same way the Federal Reserve's head is appointed by the president. And you know, I mean, it it operates in that fashion. I mean, it it's as accountable as the rest of the government, even though it's not really a governmental. Agency entirely. No, well,
8: unfortunately, it's not. It's it's not. It's a private corporation. Again, it's it's. uh but the it's president not accountable like the department. It's it's really not. I but mean, the... that, and that's part of the problem is is that there is no real there is no real general oversight committee that the government controls to oversee the Fed. The Fed operates almost as an independent private corporation. It's it's really really a complex uh, a system that they've set up, and I think they purposely set it up that way. So the government can't tell them what to do. I mean, they they are running this country right now. I mean, it's not the government; it's it's the fact. I mean, they're controlling the money, and and again, they can print it on demand. It's 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 really scary when you really dig into it. It's and it's hard to get the facts completely straight. I think that's why it's really easy to misunderstand it, even when you're studying it every day, because because we don't have all the facts agreed it, it's really uh, the, difficult the, there's so much secrecy involved you
2: know the the sick part about the fed is is that you can't find out what they're doing and there is no audit and uh, the numbers and you know they, they eliminated m3 um and so I mean you know the, the numbers get less and less uh clear as opposed to more clear but you know i mean the point the point is is that the fed that the president uh, appoints the fed chairman and um you know the that that's as as much accountability frankly as any of these uh, departments have i mean if if uh, Barack Obama wanted Ben Bernanke gone tomorrow. He'd be gone tomorrow, and they could replace him with oh, I don't know Ron Paul if that's what they wanted to do. But apparently, there's no there's no desire to do that.
8: That would be great because Ron Paul would probably end the fact He wrote a book to that that you probably have read, you know, and it's a great book. And I think Ron Paul's one of the honest guys in Washington. He's just probably the most honest guy that I've ever run into in Washington. That's actually that's actually out for the country's good, except, instead of you know building his political career. I mean, that's probably why he's still running for president. He knows he's going to lose, but you know he's trying to get his his, uh, his message out there. And hopefully, maybe Randall, his son Randall, pick up the uh, the torch and uh, maybe turn this thing around. Who knows?
2: I suppose it's possible. But, I mean, Ron Paul's, met, you know, uh, as I recall, uh, his his system for ending the Fed really wasn't even a system for ending the Fed. It's just uh, let competition exist in the marketplace. Um, you know, I mean, like, there's lots of good reasons why ending the Fed is a good idea. But, I mean, Andrew Jackson had one heck of a time uh, ending with the Second National Bank, and that wasn't nearly as invasive as the Federal Reserve is. I mean, it wasn't nearly as in- entrenched. And I don't, I don't even know how one would go about doing it.
8: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's I mean, there's you know, literally so much money involved. I mean, we're talking not billions but trillions of dollars. It's it's just it's it's staggering. And to your point, and I think Ron Paul and and, and people that that believe in free market economics, Austrian economics, though, let's say. You know, want to take it to the free market, like you say. Maybe, maybe it's creating competition, which would effectively end the way they do business, because they they would, you know, some different organization would put them under. There's no way they could operate in a free market like they do, and they're not operating in a free market. No more than we're living in a free country, really. I mean, yes, we're semi-free, but we're, you know. You dig into it a little bit. We're not quite as free as most people on the street think, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, yeah and I've, I've kind of looked into this uh, freedom thing. I mean, if you look at the Heritage Foundation and the free the org, you'll find the United States is, you know, just barely in the top 10 of uh, freest countries, economically freest countries in the world. It's really difficult to, to rate freedom of speech and things like that. But, um, you know when you consider that the united states taxpayer is footing the bill to essentially what keep the sea lanes open for everybody in the world um keep uh, you know put, put troops on the ground which have to some extent a pacifying and uh, stabilizing effect for governments around the world i mean i'm not i'm not willing to say that tax you know people around the world in that in that circumstance but um, you know when you consider that that of those costs and other countries that are higher up on the list, New Zealand and Canada and uh you know Australia and things like that have you know much more socialized governments from the standpoint of you know say medical care and and old age care and things like that you begin to realize that the united states socialism points towards its military and these other government socialism points towards their you know social programs
8: yeah, and, and we have our own. I mean, Medicaid's is a social welfare program, so is Medicare, so is Social Security, for that matter, to a, to a degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are all social programs, social welfare programs, You can, and I think they're important programs, I think we ought to keep them, for sure. I but, don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, well, you know. I,
2: I think we should keep them. I think we should make them voluntary. If if Social Security is something that you want to put your money into, feel free. I, I don't put my money in there.
8: I agree with you, and it's and it's too bad. It's too bad that uh, that's not the way it is. And same with Medicare and Medicaid. Why is a why is a millionaire you know getting 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 uh, you know on on Medicare? And why are they? No, a better example would be Social Security. You know why are they why is a millionaire getting uh, you know social collecting Social Security? Now I think they should be able to since they paid in. But also there, there could be an incentive program to, uh, in sort of a, a vanity play, if you will, to say, hey, you know what, I give, I'm give i giving it back to my government instead of taking it when you don't need it, that kind of thing. And, there, and there's a lot of people in this country who fall under that category that don't need the money.
2: Oh, sure. I, I would absolutely agree. But, uh, you know, when you look at Social Security as, say, an entire retirement program, it's a, it's a really bad one. I mean, you get about 1% return. And it's uh, it's skewed from a racial and uh, gender standpoint. Uh, You know, black people tend to live not as long as white people and men tend to live not as long as women and poor people tend not to live as long as uh, rich people. So you essentially have for every um, three poor black men that are working, they're supporting one rich white woman. And, you know, there's nothing nice about that yeah it
8: definitely it has to be reformed. There's no question about it i mean they're saying and I think the age has to go up we're we're living longer, so why isn't the age of social security i mean sixty five is is like fifty five was you know years ago i mean it really it should go up to it should we should raise it to seventy five I mean we really need to look at some of these programs because they were built when people weren't living as long to your point and they're living healthier than they were living before, I and mean, the standard of living has obviously gone up, especially in this country in so many ways, especially health wise so we need to, you know, reform these programs, but without them, I think we'd we'd have a bigger mess than we have now.
2: Yeah, it seems clear that it, there some some level of reform would certainly be preferable to what they have now. But, you know. I don't pay in, so I don't care. <laughs> but um, sure. we were uh, when uh, talking about uh, we were talking about uh, these those local programs and uh, and wealthy people getting say Medicare. I mean, at this point, Medicare's. Uh, I mean, people pay in about twenty five cents for every dollar they're getting on Medicare. I mean, this is a completely unsustainable program. Yeah, well
8: then. One of the biggest problems with Medicare is Medicare fraud, and again, it's something that's not talked about that much in the media. It probably should be, but yeah, I mean, it's the Medicare fraud. It's just—it's like the greatest crime in the world. You get—you get—you get very little little time if you get caught for it, and it's—it's a—you it's a, know, it's a white collar crime. And I mean, it's hundreds of billions of dollars that's just being—you know—taken right out of all of our pockets. And, uh, and if they just capped Medicare fraud, that would be a huge improvement just there. And I know they're trying to do it, but. You know that's one of the biggest problems in Medicare that most people I don't think realize.
2: You know, the, the government's terrible at catching fraud. Always has been, and always will be. Their uh, you know their 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 agents are not incentivized in the same way that say private insurance companies are. But I guess right,
8: There you go. Exactly the, uh, the
2: the question that really comes up in people's minds here is you know they quickly we can take them quickly down the the primrose path here and say look government's an inefficient, unaccountable agency that uh, you know sometimes is incompetent uh, at best, incompetent and at worst, evil. Well, what do we do about it? The uh, average individual applying critical thinking will say, well, we don't need the government here. We don't need them there. You know, maybe they'll come to the point that they're like, well, we don't need a monopoly organization at all. But what does the individual do about it? I mean, we could all come up with great things that those those lying, thieving uh, politicians in Washington could do to solve the problems. But none of us can seem to come up with solutions about what we can do to solve the problems. Do you have any ideas? Well, I right, think
8: you. Well, I, I think you know you're right. It's a complex issue. I, I think you start to vote for people that that are for free market, uh, a free market economy, which we where the hell are we, they? You know, really don't have. Yeah, well, there you go. That's a very good point. Well, look what's happening tonight. You know, in in uh, in Wisconsin with uh, with Scott Walker. I mean, he you know the guy went after the unions, and they're they're like a mob. I mean, the teachers union is is you might as well call them a mob. I mean, that's what they really are. They they want money not for performance. They want money because they've been there a certain amount of time. Try that. You know, in your private market. Uh, you know, occupation. You <laughs> probably be your your job. I mean, that right. unless you've got a union behind you, which is essentially a mob. You know, completely archaic, outdated, total bullying is what they're doing. They're trying to push this guy out of office. They, they ran this grassroots, grassroots program in Wisconsin, as you know, you know for the last uh, whatever it's been, a year or so. They've been trying to push him out because he's trying to he's trying to, to, to get rid of the unions, which is obviously, I mean, Wisconsin, like most states, is, you know, it's bankrupt. I mean, they're in real trouble financially, and they can't afford it. And the unions are one of the biggest problems. So there he goes. So I mean looking at what's happening here and saying, you know, can Wisconsin afford to get rid of this guy and all these bullies are trying to push him out of office. I hope he I hope he stays in. I think he's going to, but I really don't know. It's like, it's a big turnout tonight. But I mean looking at free people looking that that, that really want to promote free market uh, you know, a free market economy, as opposed to you know the far left, which wants to create a nanny. The Barack Obama administration, let's say, wants to create a nanny state, you know, and take care of everybody, which we can't afford to do anyway. And then you got the far right, the religious right, who wants to uh, legislate morality and tell us what they, what God is whispering in their ear, well, you know, and then and then run the country based on that. And, and the moderate, know, ridiculous on both sides.
2: And the moderate right and the moderate left isn't doing us any good. Good either. I mean, you know, I, I can't think of a president in my lifetime that has shrunk the government um or you know I, I mean frankly any politician that was interested in doing that now there's a great quote here i've got i love to uh, bring up uh, by it's albert shanker he's a, a old uh, union boss and it says when school children start paying union dues that's when i'll start representing school children um the interest of school children so i mean you know it really goes to show what some people think in the union or teachers union organizations out there regarding uh, education and that kind of thing. But you know I, I mean I, right, left, Republican Democrat, I really got sick of the Republicans back uh, you know shortly after 9/11 when I saw the increase in, in spending behind George Bush. I, I kind of feel like when you're talking about foreign military adventurism that that's re- the, that's the Republicans welfare. Let's take those poor people, send them out there and put bullets in them. that'll that'll solve our problems.
8: I agree with you. It's hard to it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, Bush is the one that that started these wars. I mean, Al Qaeda attacked us, and we go and invade Afghanistan and Iraq. How about if we just went after Bin Laden and Al Qaeda, which we've been doing, and we're doing. We got another one today, the number two guy today, which is great. But do we have to spend two trillion dollars invading Iraq and Afghanistan to get Al Qaeda, who's actually the one who attacked us? I mean, two trillion dollars we didn't have. So I agree with you. I mean whether it's so far, you know, whether it's the right uh the Republicans or the, uh, or the Democrats, I mean I think that we need a new breed of politician. I think that says, you know what? Government get out of the way. You, you're incompetent, so you're inefficient. Get out of the way and let the, and let the free market Decide how things go, and all of a sudden, I think you'll—that would be—I that be, think that's our only chance. I, I don't think we can sustain this for very much longer. The out, out media, this, uh, this country.
2: The news media told me there was yellow cake in Iraq, and we didn't find any. The news media, you know, talked about uh, you know all kinds of different things uh, throughout the years that have turned out to not be true. I don't believe for a second we got the we got the second in command of uh, Al Qaeda today. I mean, for all I know, it was just some other dirt farmer in uh, in Afghanistan that's been shot down and. Killed without a trial. I mean, Obama doesn't want to torture people, but he doesn't mind killing them with, uh, you know, silently from above um, without any kind of trial. I I don't know who they got today.
8: Well, yeah, you might you might be right. I mean, hopefully hopefully you're wrong, but uh, but you know wouldn't surprise me if you were. Yeah,
2: one thing I know for certain is that Barack Obama killed a 13 year old American citizen who was the son of uh, this Al- Alawaki guy a couple of months ago, and. You know the collateral damage means nothing. No one brought him up on war crimes tri- uh, for war crimes in it. I mean, you know, apparently killing American citizens is meaningless.
8: Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's after the Patriot Act. You know, if you read the Patriot Act all the way through, which is a scary proposition in itself, it's uh, it's pretty scary stuff. What what the government has the power to do? I, again, I don't think most of us really realize the overreach of something like that. Oh, we we're all they passed it. You know, they pushed it through. As you know, uh, the Astro pushed it through. Help pushed it through. Um, you know, back when we were all terrified after nine sure. eleven, and we were all you know freaking out, and all of a sudden you read that thing, and it's 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 scary. I mean, I think it's a good it's good for some things, but it needs to be completely overhauled. And I think the American people need to know what the heck's in that thing because it scares you when you read it.
2: So you said your solution was to vote for free market people. Who are you voting for in the presidential election?
8: Well, I was. I'm not sure. I mean, it's it's the lesser of two evils again, at least in my opinion. I, I was for Ron Paul because again, he's a he's an Austrian economics, free market guy. And I think that's one of the only. uh, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of things Ron Paul says, but I agree in terms of economics. Let the free market. Get government out of the way. Let business be business. And you know, I don't know honestly. I mean, you know, Obama's ahead on social issues. Romney's going to take us back on social issues. I mean, he wants to, you know, he wants to ban gay, but put a put an amendment. You know, have a create an amendment against uh, against gay marriage. I mean. So nobody, you know, so it's illegal to get married for gay people. It's like, let's just go back. I mean, why don't we just start hitting women again? Why don't we hit the blacks again? Start hitting the native. I mean, it's. There's always some group that, that we have to discriminate against in this country, whether it's the Native Americans or it's the blacks or it's the gays or it's the, the Jews or it's the, it's women. It's just crazy. And Obama's, I think, far ahead of that. And then, of course, fiscally, I think Romney is much you know much more sophisticated than Obama's ever going to be. Obama's completely unqualified to be president. I think we all know that by now. But
1: uh, I, don't I don't think don't anybody's know, qualified to be
8: president. Griezeled. I'm a little terrified about it. You're
2: <laughs> so uh, tell, us, tell everybody about your book real quick. Uh, I'm going to have to wrap this up. Well, it's called
8: Sex, Politics, and Religion, as you said, uh, How Delusional Thinking is Destroying America. If people want to get a topic and download the, the introduction, I'll give them a taste of the book. It's a very strong book, obviously, very very strong opinions. Um, at uh, sexpoliticsreligionbook.com, and they can get kind of a taste for it. And uh, just it's coming out
2: in softcover, and uh, the e it's coming out in softcover in about two weeks. And your name's Steve Siebold. Exactly. So this Edgington Post show is an independent project that is done by me, Mark Edge, and I'm a co-host of the radio program Free Talk Live. We're soon going to be making these individually available. So if you're listening to this individually as opposed to as an addition, addendum to the Free Talk Live radio program, you can check check out Free Talk Live at freetalklive.com. We're a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations across the country. And we've got... Free archives available to you the last seven days on the front page of uh, freetalklive.com and the last six years or something like that available at archives.freetalklive.com.
0: Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world, Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes with c Crane CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at C-Crane.com, C-C-R-A-N-E.com.
2: Free Talk Live has grown enough that I'm comfortable in bringing on a, a new salesperson. Now, I'm not looking for a person who wants a job. I'm looking for a person who wants to grow a business within my business. It's a commission-only position. What I bring to the table is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. A very popular podcast. The only show to win podcastawards.com, annual award five times. FTL has also been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100. That's the 100 most important radio programs in America, four times. Because Free Talk Live is an independently syndicated radio program, as opposed to being owned by Clear Channel or one of the other large syndication companies, Our rates tend to be much less than those big companies. We don't have giant skyscrapers with the shiny glass windows full of receptionists and janitors and sales managers and all those things. So as a result, we're able to price ourselves much lower. And that makes it easier to sell. You've got a a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations across the country with ad rates as low as $30 a 30-second ad. That's a relatively easy pitch to sell, but you still need dedication. The commission is going to be generous, and there'll be plenty of room for growth. What do you bring? Determination. You can't try this for a month, feel defeated, and quit. That's not the way radio sales works. It takes a little while to build your clientele and your reputation. If you have a bunch of half-finished projects sitting around your house uh, with very few completed ones, please. Don't waste either of our time by responding. Personality and articulation are important in this job. You're going to have to talk to business owners over the phone. You have to be interesting and easy to understand. You have to have a computer with the internet. You have to have time during the day to do this. You can set your schedule to some extent, but business owners are available during the day. If you want to work at night, you better be trying to get advertisers from India or Australia. Or Japan. Or you need to be living in India, Australia, or Japan calling advertisers here. One of the two, but you pretty much need to be calling business owners during the day. You need a good phone with long distance included. This goes back to the articulation issue that I was talking about before. you know, if I don't recommend cell phones, if uh, you know, if if it sounds badly, the business owner is going to be irritated and not want to talk to you. And it's hard enough to get people on the phone to talk to them about advertising without having a bad connection ruining the whole thing or sounding tinny or whatever. You need to be flexible and motivated. I'm not going to claim to be the world's uh, best self help coach. I'm really not great at that. If you're looking uh, for a pep talk, call your mom. The person I pick needs to believe that Free Talk Live brings incredible value to our listeners. I'm going to need a resume for you. I'm going to get a bunch of responses from this ad, and I'm probably only going to pick one of them. I need to know that the person that I pick can sell, is dedicated, is worth my and is worth my time to teach them. People often believe that sales is some magical skill that has to do with a limited mind control. It isn't. Sales is about integrity. Honesty, follow up with your customers, and product knowledge. Now, I'm going to provide you with the product knowledge. Obviously, you can't know everything that there is to know about the inside of Free Talk Live today, but what you need to bring to the table for me is the dedication to do follow up with your customers and the willingness to be honest and have integrity in dealing with your customers. If you run across a situation where you have to tell them something that is that uh, you, know, you believe is going to ruin the sale, but you believe it's the right thing to say, that's the thing you need to say. I don't want a salesperson that's going to lie to somebody. I'm not interested in it. This is a great opportunity for the right person and a big old headache for both of us for the wrong person. Um, please send your resumes to mark at